0: yo 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 good morning good morning wake up get your coffee together we got the uh empire sports network coffee and sports every morning every single morning we have a beautiful friday morning uh today got a got a a part got a partner to my right right here y'all y'all haven't checked them out y'all go check my brother out. i'm always on with him uh every wednesday friday for the late night talk, we will be on to, we will be on uh, Friday uh, night as well. My boy Sports Judge Jonathan Mathis, how you doing this morning?
1: Hey, what's up everyone? How you guys feeling this morning? I'm feeling good. I just woke up. It's a little early here on the West Coast. It's six oh three in the morning. I'm just waking up right now. But hey, it's good to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on this show. Let's
0: do what we do. Let's talk sports. Yep. Man, I got the resident Denver Nuggets fan over here, Denver Broncos fan over here. Don't lie, man, them Nuggets looked pretty good. They lost last night, but they look good doing with that loss last night. I'm very impressed the way them young guys out there playing. My boy Dez, how you doing this morning, Dez? Yo, Dez, you there? All right, so we're going to go on to the yeah, next one. So <laughs> he was. He was, man. Them young Nuggets look good in the loss last night. So we're going to go to the guy, Mo, who, who was in the chat all night watching the game. And we breaking down the game as, as it was going. The resident. Jonathan, you got your partner right here. The resident Laker fan. Uh, resident Laker fan, man. The L.A. Rams fan. A San Francisco 49er fan as well. Mo, how you doing, man? Good morning, fellas. I'm blessed. Just glad to be here.
2: Dez, how you doing today, man? How you doing this morning? Hey, it's Friday, baby. It's Friday, man. We made it. Happy uh, early Easter to everybody, man. Happy good morning yeah, to everybody. And let's get the show rolling, baby. Let's go. So again, uh I had to laugh
0: last night this morning, kick it out with a laugh because we're gonna get to the beatdown that happened in Philadelphia very much last night. We get to the beatdown, the massacre that was in Philadelphia that we all that I said in Mo. Com- com- completely said that Philadelphia, this is a bad matchup for Philadelphia, which is the Miami Heat. They get into the six spot. I don't think Philadelphia wants this type of matchup right here. I think they'll rather have Brooklyn than this matchup for, for what we've seen last night. So the massacre last night in Philly, a lot of Philly fans was not happy about this uh, game last night. Philly, I don't know if they showed up. I don't know if they had a game. Forgot they had a game at 630, my time. But they didn't come out to play. The right, they didn't come out to play. Uh, gave up 129 points to the Miami Heat. Uh, Kevin Love looked the good as new out there. He, he turned back to Minnesota, Kevin Love, with the three-point shots that he make that he made last night. I mean, it was just raining threes in Philadelphia, just all over the place. Philadelphia couldn't score the ball. Uh, Miami played a lot of 3-2 zone defense, and Philadelphia just couldn't get no momentum going. Uh, Jimmy Butler led the way with 24 points out of Bayo. Played 24 minutes, uh, 14 points, 8 rebounds. You had Tyler Hero with a 24, with his own 24. Matt Scrooge with his own uh 14. You had a lot of guys in double figures last night for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat also shot 55% from the field. That showed you how hot they were the all-game long. They made 18 three-pointers at the three-point line. They lit it up all night long, shot 46% from the three. But you know what impressed me more about Miami? The ball movement. They had 30, 30, 39 assists. That's almost 40 assists. So the ball was moving around. So we're going to start with Jonathan. Jonathan, um, uh, give me your thoughts on this massacre that we saw last night. And in in Philadelphia also had 17 turnovers. You're not beating Miami if, if they get six more. They get 17. If you, they force you 17 turnovers. You're not beating that team. So, Jonathan. Give me your thoughts on this uh, beat down that uh, Philadelphia took last night. The Sixers better wake up, and they better wake up fast. The playoffs are
1: here. They're going to have to turn it around. They're going to need other guys other than Joel Embiid to step up. I mean, it's big time now. You know, you need other guys to contribute on that team, and that's what you're not getting. And then the turnovers, turnovers are not going to help you because a team like the Miami Heat, they're going to capitalize on those mistakes. They're going to capitalize on those turnovers. And, that, and that's what you saw yesterday uh, from the Miami Heat. But the Sixers, man, they're going to have to uh, play a different game. They're going to have to get contributions from everybody else. And they're going to have to defend well. They're going to have to defend a lot better as well. I, I just don't buy into this Sixers team. And I'm with you. They're going to want to play a team like the Brooklyn Nets. You know, you, you want that matchup uh, in the first round. You don't want to go into the first round playing a team that – has a better chance of beating you because they have more depth, they have more uh shooters, they have more of a bench, uh, quality players that can give you points off the bench. So the Sixers to me are in a little bit of trouble, and this is a sign of trouble, uh, with what we're seeing from uh, this, this 76er squad.
0: Yep, and by the way, you got a 33 million dollar man on the court that's only giving you two points in 22 minutes, and PJ Tucker, you pay him 33 million dollars the house scoreless game and get your only two points, that's not going to get it done for the uh Philadelphia 76. So, Dez, what do you think about this uh, massacre that went down in Philadelphia last night?
2: Uh, it's embarrassing for Philly fans, I feel for Gene, because Doc Rivers said this is like more of a scout game. How is this a scout game when you are horrible from the three? They only shot 27% from three, where Miami shot 46.2% from three. Um, and you have Tyler Hero, you have Kevin Love, you have Jimmy Buckets that gave you 24 point, uh, 24.6 assists and three rebounds. That's a complete game right there. And like we all said, Miami is built for the playoffs. Uh, Doc Rivers mm-hmm. needs to look in the mirror. You had five guys in double figures, and you still lost the game. Five guys in double figures. And like you said, P.J. Tucker's $33 million contract only gave you two points. Defense, he's not keeping up. And like Jonathan said, they need to stop with the turnovers. They need to get up and get ready for these playoffs because it's coming around the corner. And it's just really disappointing for that type of effort from a basketball team like that.
0: I mean, it's no excuses if you're die Rivers and say it's a scout game. You obviously played all your players, so it's no excuse. You definitely came in with the attempts to try to win this game with Miami. If you playing all your players, so you can't make an excuse because you took an ass whooping. It's a scout. It's a scout game. So we only know one thing, we know uh, Miami not scared of Philadelphia. We already know Philadelphia may not be a scary. They're not a scary team. They're not an elite team. They're number three just because they're number three in the East. That don't mean they're an elite team. We already seen them, you know, lose six years in a row, not even get to a Western Conference Finals. So the Miami Heat, this Miami te- Heat team built for the playoffs, every special one championships. He knows how to adjust in the middle of a seven-game series. And what we all say, we say Jimmy Butler is a different guy when he gets in the playoffs. we seen him take over games in the playoffs. So, Mo, what you think about this beatdown last night?
3: So you know, in a way, I think you should have saw it coming. Like the game they played against Boston, they didn't play well. Embiid just was out of his mind and had fifty two points, but the other guys didn't play well. You know what I mean? Like really, really look at that. They didn't play well against Boston. They just happened to win the game because Embiid was insane that game. But he came back to earth and he look. He's a great player, but he had a regular game, and they can't expect him to drop forty five or fifty every night. So to me, you get the same thing. Tobias Harris non-factor. Maxie didn't play. Uh you got you didn't get much from James Harden at all. I just thought they came out very lifeless. And we talked about this before. Look, Miami's had their struggles and I think they've had guys in and out the, the 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 rotation, but get to the playoffs against them, he might not be ranked as a top 10 player, but when he's in the playoffs, whoever he's competing against Jimmy Butler thinks he's the best player on the floor, plays with zero fear. Then you've got Spolster who will scheme. You think Spolster doesn't recognize how basic Philadelphia's offense is? They know what they do. Screen roll, pick and pop with Embiid and Harden. And if they don't do that, they give the ball to Embiid at the elbow. That's their offense. That's it. What I've been saying all along, and some of us have disagreed, I don't think their bench is very good. There's not no firepower thing, coming thing. off that bench at all. I don't. I don't yeah. think their bench is good yeah. at all. For them to make a run, their starters are going to have to play 38, 40 minutes. They just, yep. they're, they there's no firepower off that bench. And then, in a league that's about playing in space, I don't think they have a lot of athletes on that roster. I'm talking about when you look at their wing players. Yeah. They, they don't have a lot of elite athletes on the wings. So. While I, I know Embiid can be dominant, we talk I was thinking about this this morning. They don't want to play Miami, but I'm not 100 percent sure they beat the Nets. Not not if not if you look at the way Bridges has been playing. Bridges right now is on pace 50, 40, 90, averaging yep. about 27, 28 points a game since he's been in Brooklyn. Don't forget Dimwitty's there. Um Seth Curry's there. Claxton's not a great center, but he's a solid center, and he can run the floor. He will run Embiid. Any center that can run, you can run Embiid. Embiid does not want to run. So I think Miami's the better matchup, but I think Brooklyn could give them problems on the outside because they don't have a lot of great athletes on the perimeter. I, I think Philly, to me, I know Gene and others have said their ceiling is the finals. I think their ceiling is they might win a first-round series, and then they're going home. I, I, that's what I think their ceiling is.
0: I mean, the uh, you, when you watch the game last night, Philadelphia tried to do the same thing immediately that Miami did. Miami played the zone defense, and Miami is good as playing the zone. They played the most zone out of anybody. Philadelphia couldn't shoot the basketball at all. And Philadelphia had just come out and tried to play, do the same thing that Miami did. Play the zone, but you know the only problem, Miami actually have shooters. Miami actually have shooters in the zone, in the zone that can shoot you out of the zone. So Philadelphia couldn't do it. I mean, they don't have a deep bench. You just you don't even you don't play Daniel House. You don't you play Daniel House when you want to, but outside of that, your rotation is Jalen McDaniels and uh and George Niane. That's your rotation. That's your basically your bench rotation coming off the bench. You don't play Paul Reed that much, you don't play him that much where you should be playing. Some of those younger guys to get Joel Embiid to rest, and you go out there and get De- Dwayne Dedman for what? What you go out there and get Dwayne Devin for? You ain't bring him on the play. You just got him sitting. You just got him sitting on a bench. So, at the end of the day, look at the young players that Doc Rivers, uh, that they, they Philadelphia drafted. You guys, uh, Joe, who's one of the top three point shooters in the game over there in OKC. By the way, he's balling over there in K- OKC. Now all of a sudden, Matisse Thibault—he couldn't shoot in Philadelphia. What does he do? He go to Portland, and he now all of a sudden he can shoot in Portland. He can all of a sudden shoot shoot in Portland. So Doc Rivers again—he has no idea how to adjust in a big moment. He has no idea how to use a ro- lack of rotation. He have he just have no idea how to use how to use players the right way. And when you don't have a deep bench, when you got only three, three, two guys coming off the bench, a lot of those guys you you depended on your starters a lot too much. So. At the end of the day, when Maxie comes back, when Maxi comes, let's hope when Maxi comes back, they can be a little more uh, respectable. But as of right now, even with Maxi, I think Philadelphia still they can if they play the Miami Heat. I'm telling you, that series can go long, and Miami Heat can down them. win in that series, I think the Brooklyn Nets they can do to win two games. I I, I think I think they can win two games. They can extend the series. But Miami, you can make a case that Miami will beat them in the first round if they actually match up with them. So, uh, Jonathan, do you got any last thoughts on the uh, massacre that we saw in Philadelphia last night?
1: You know, I'm with all the guys here on this panel. And and like like Mo said, man, they looked lifeless last night. They, they look like they need someone to <clears throat> inject life into them because it just – just didn't look like a Sixers team that we saw early in the season. And I will say this before before we get on to the next topic. I will say this. If they don't win this time around, and it doesn't seem realistic for them at all, if they don't win this time around, I think it's time to move on from Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has made it clear time and time again that he's not a great playoff coach because there's a few times he's coached teams that's blown 3-1 leads in playoff games. And I think it's time to move on I think it's time for a new voice in that locker room. I think it might be even be time for some new blood um, in that locker room as well. Um, you, you need to get some better players. You need to, you need to uh, address the needs on your bench because, like you guys mentioned too, they don't have a great bench. So you're going to wear down your starters in the playoffs. Those guys are going to be gassed. They're going to be completely tired. You know, you're not going to get much production from guys that's tired and mentally drained and physically drained. So I just think the Sixers this offseason need to look at a lot of things if they want to get better and, and build around a guy like Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid is a special player, and we saw that the other night
0: with his 52 yeah. people. It won't be long before he acts out. He don't got much time in Philadelphia. I figured that. So, did you got any final thoughts?
2: I think that's sooner than later. Yep. Yep. I, I agree with everybody on this panel right now. I agree with Jonathan what he just said. I mean, the time is now. Even Shaq, I think he said the night before or last night after the game with Denver, if Joel Embiid and Jokic don't lead their teams to the finals, there's definitely a bust, you know. I mean, the MVPs – I mean, I, I don't even care for the MVP, MVP race right now. It's about the playoffs, you know. And, and uh, the Sixers need to get it going. But we talked about on this show before. Doc Rivers is not, a, like, a coach, coach. He's like a motivator. He doesn't really coach, you know. And like uh, Jonathan said – He's blown 3-1 leads multiple times in the playoffs. So if, if I'm if I'm 76ers, if I'm Doc Rivers, hey, what's our bench? What's our identity? Because you see all these other teams during the playoffs about to start. They're playing their bench, guys. I'm a Nuggets fan, and Denver played their bench. And we almost beat the Suns last night. But you can see what's in your bench. You can be proud of that. Philly, you have a bunch of questions. They barely space the floor. And teams are going to figure them out. And Miami, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami knocks them out in the first round.
3: Yep, Mo. Maybe he should sh- shake the lineup up a little bit. They don't use Harris as much when you've got Maxi and Harden and Embiid on the floor. Maybe bring Harris off the bench and let him be the focal point of the second unit because I I think he's a better player than just spotting up. He can post. He has a mid range game like he's sure the, I and I've seen you've seen it. You've seen it when right. he was at Orlando. You've seen it when he was at the Clippers. Like Tobias Harris, I'm not saying star. But when given the opportunity, he's a he's an effective, productive player. They're not going to go on a deep run, no matter what Embiid does, unless Harris and Maxi give them max production.
0: And I'm talking about both of
3: them going 20
0: plus. Damn, uh Freddie been giving. Freddie been giving. Uh, as
2: hell, ever since he came, Did he say pretenders. <laughs> We're pretenders. Look, look, the Lakers. They. Came. The Lakers got some holes, too, man. Lakers got
0: some holes, too. So, I got to – we got to go to this. time. uh, This is a topic I just brought up, so I got to pay my pay respect to what Dan said last night about the Denver Nuggets, even though they lost last night. But it was good to see them young guys out there playing, man. You had Christian Braun, who was a really good 3&D player, national championship man, guy, coming out of of Kansas. Peyton Watson looked pretty good. He struggled from the field, but I can see – the athleticism, the defense that he plays with. And he's a pretty good passer, too, man, for what I seen last night. Oh, shit, here we go. What, what, what you got, Freddie? Freddie. Freddie, what, what you got? Did you medicine this morning?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? It's good, it's good to see my buddy, Jonathan, right there in the middle. What's going on, Jonathan? How you doing? I'm feeling
1: hey. good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here
4: glad to be here. It's it's funny how we're talking about, this is one of the topics on Top of the Key Podcast. Who's, who's the contenders and who's the pretenders? We're talking about two of the, the biggest pretenders in the NBA when it comes to Philadelphia and when it comes to the Nuggets. It's wonderful. You know what, y'all? I, I, I didn't have to look in the I didn't have to look at the score last night to tell what the game was. All I did was look at the chat. That's all I had to do. That's all I had to do. You know, hey, I'm just saying, Mo, I look, I said, I wonder what's going on in Philadelphia. But I couldn't find what's going on, Mo. But guess what, Mo, the other night? They sure was talking the other night. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: Hey, Fred, what say. you call it? What you call it? That's karma, huh? That's
4: that karma. Today. Hey, 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 hey <laughs> karma. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: You know, I, I'm
4: team. still waiting on. Hey, I'm still waiting on the excuse. <laughs>
0: hey, Fred, They said they said it was a, a scout game last night. That's what that's what the that's what it said. Hey, Not I want to. <laughs> hey,
4: I want to warn everybody. If if Philadelphia get knocked out in the first round. I might need to leave that group chat because I I can feel that group I can feel grenades going off in that group. I can feel it going off. It's gonna be bad. But you know what? (laughs) Hey, I'ma tell you this. They better hope they better hope they, they they go further than the Lakers this year. I'm just saying, cause if they don't, <laughs> they gonna have to see me. They gonna have to see me. <laughs> you best believe that. <laughs> you best believe that. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, 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 if the uh, Nuggets and uh, if the Nuggets and Philadelphia are pretenders, what are the Lakers? The Lakers are contenders. I'm not gonna say we contenders, but I mean we in the battle. But I, you know, <laughs>
4: we hey. in the battle. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say this. I know the other night in the first half looked horrible. It was, it was, it was, it was, scary. But we still have a little hope to hold on to, gentlemen, because if you look in the second half, it sh- showed that we have a team that can battle. The NBA got to do a better job, in my opinion, because we seen this a few weeks ago uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks who got blown out by Boston. Why did they get blown out? It was it was a, it was a back to back they played a, the night before. If you're going to do back-to-backs, you need to make sure that marquee game is the first game of that back-to-back. Like, the Clippers and Lakers should have been the first game instead of playing Utah the first game. Because, um, I mean, we clearly see that LeBron James in year 20, he's not able to – I mean, it's, it's hard on him on a back to, on, a, on a night but behind to play a back-to-back. I mean, he's 38 years old, dealing with a tendon injury in his foot. So it's hard for him. You know, we understand that. But, like I said – We'll see the real Lakers team tonight and watch that damn chat going to be quiet. It's going to be just like Mike. He ain't going to hear a thing. But, hey, especially from, from Dez right here, a.k.a. Denver Denver Suckets thing.
1: Look, Freddie, Freddie, I will say this. If the Lakers can't handle playing in back-to-back games, what make you think they're going to be able to play strong in the playoffs? Are, the playoffs those bodies, are those bodies capable to hold up? I'm just
4: Jonathan, I didn't know Jonathan. I Jonathan, I didn't know there was back to backs in the
1: playoffs, sir. And are they gonna stay healthy? Laker fans Jonathan. have to cross their fingers every night hoping <laughs> those guys stay healthy.
4: Jonathan.
1: I'm just saying, Freddie. Clipper Jonathan. Clipper Jonathan.
4: Listen, Jonathan, let me ask you a question. <laughs> is there backup? Is there back is there back to backs in the playoffs?
1: No, but so what are we talking about? But, but you know how Anthony Davis, you know how Anthony Davis and LeBron James are. They're older now. LeBron James is thirty-eight years old.
4: Jonathan, you do realize that that I mean that's I'm part concerned. of sport, bro. As a fan, there's a hey, level of Hey, hey, what, Clippers, guess what? The Clippers. Guess what, Jonathan
1: are going to get worn down. Let me finish, Freddie. Those bodies are going to get worn down in the playoffs <laughs> if LeBron goes down with an injury, and these guys are are battling foot injuries. Seriously. Going into the playoffs, that's not good, Freddie. Hey,
2: I got you one
4: more, too, bro. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to ask Jonathan a question. <laughs> Jonathan, do you believe the Phoenix Suns can win a championship?
1: I'm, I'm not going to say they can win a championship, but they're one of the favorites to win a championship.
4: But oh, but Jonathan, did you not know that Kevin Durant has been injured for the last how many couple of years? Yes, oh, did you, you not
1: the, when you look at the Phoenix Suns roster, they have the Lakers have.
4: Hold on, John, I'm not done. Kevin Durant can't stay healthy. Did we know that Devin Booker at times deal with injuries? Oh, let's not forget about Chris Paul and his injury up history. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about? It's it's about sports. It's it's, it's sports, bro. If they're healthy,
0: the Lakers have a chance. So you saying the reason why they lost I, the back? I don't. I don't see it. I don't, so you saying see. the reason why they lost uh, against Utah because they was on the back to back? They were actually. It
4: has, bro. I'm not gonna say that's the whole reason, but it has something to do with it. That they let like, AD had to play 40 minutes. LeBron near played 40 minutes. That was the first time AD has played a back to back since November. Um, and LeBron, I mean, he's dealing with he 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 tore a he tore a. Um, a, a tendon in his foot, bro. Like, that just amazes me that he's able to come back and play back-to-back like that. Like, bro, Kobe Bryant tore that Achilles. LeBron is just da- dang near close. You know, a tendon is dang near close to your Achilles, bro. Like, like let that sink in. But and then again, we have a coach that don't know what he's doing. I, 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 I'm I, <laughs> not a fan of Darvin M. In his rotations, his <laughs> rotations are horrible. Is no, is no, is nowhere in hell that I have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the bench during on, at the same time during the game. That's so dumb to me.
1: I do agree with that.
4: <laughs> wow, <laughs> Jonathan agrees with something I said.
1: Well, the, Lakers, the, Lakers, the Lakers in recent years have hired the wrong guy.
4: I love <laughs> each other. I've hired you, John. You know guy. That.
1: But, yeah. Hey, if you hey. You know what? You probably should have kept Frank Vogel. You was better off keeping him.
4: (laughs) I agree. I love you, Jonathan.
0: You're my brother. I love you too, my man. See, that's why we got to have Jonathan
4: up here uh, uh, to uh, put Freddie in this place. That's why we got to have Jonathan up here. Hold on. Jonathan will put be in my place. I educated Jonathan as usual. Let's not do that. Just like I educate, hey, just like I educate dance, I educate John, Jordan, Jonathan. Mo is my brother. Mo is, hey, Mo, me and him, we like this.
0: Yeah, so you, hey, so you got to educate both, huh? Both, Hey, hey, you, gotta, hey, you, gotta, you never you
4: know. know. We might have, we we might have a show called the Freddie and Mo Show coming soon. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> okay. Oh
0: my goodness, man! So we all to go, go. flip to the next
4: topic. Right, yeah, I gotta go get my hair cut. Oh, that's the only thing I can trust with the Clippers is to it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the cut. cut my hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too much, too much.
4: Oh, Jordan, goodness. Jordan, it's because you, you and Jonathan, y'all, y'all, y'all just alike. Y'all are very, very, in, very alike when it comes to talking sports. That's why, because y'all both. Hey, at least you know, I'm gonna tell you one thing different between Jonathan and Jordan. Jordan. He'll, he'll, go, he'll go down dying and swearing about the Baltimore Ravens. You can't say nothing bad about the Ravens. I mean, you can't even pass gas near a Raven. And Jordan going to light you up. Uh, don't you dare say anything about Lamar. And, John, and Jonathan, Jonathan, he one day, hey, Mo, this is how Jonathan is. One day he'll say, King James, he, he the dude, he the goat. Then the next day, Oh, I want that dude traded. I want him away from here. He don't belong in LA. He don't. <laughs> that's how he is. <laughs> hey, if he would have I just, hey, if
1: I just it, call it as I as I see
4: it. Hey, <laughs> hey, if, if we would have lost that game in Utah, boy, he would have had a long hey, rent of how bad he, how he, <laughs>
0: Hey he do be saying that though. I look at his video, he'd be like. Trade every damn away. Give them-
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> like, trade the whole <laughs> hey, I'm heated in the moment. You know, <laughs> the Lakers play with your emotions. I, I keep mm-hmm. telling y'all that they play with your damn mm-hmm. emotions every night. <laughs> One minute they have you being firm believers, the next minute they have you doubting
4: them. <laughs> <laughs> all am I'ma give y'all, show. All
0: right, right friend. All right, man. So if they lose tonight, if they if they lose if, we, if they lose tonight, Johnson, what's gonna happen? We'll, we ain't we'll losing. <laughs> they better not lose. They, they lose need to tonight, win these man. final two games. They losing. They
4: tonight. better
1: not lose.
4: They not losing. If they
1: want to avoid the playing,
4: <laughs> we not the Nuggets.
1: They don't want to play in tournament. Trust me, they don't want to play in tournament. Anything uh, could happen in a playing game. They don't want that.
0: Right. <laughs> so but they don't want me. that smoke. We was talking about, man, like even in the loss, I was really impressed with the Denver Nuggets. I'm gonna kick it out with you. What, what did you like about them last night? They did lose, they did lose the game, but they fought hard doing it, man. Them young guys looked really good out there, man. And uh, you know, you had Ish Smith, who's been in the league a long time, who's been in the league a while, veteran coming coming off the bench, running the offense the right way, <clears throat> running the offense the right way, passing and assisting. The uh you had DeAndre Jordan veteran outplaying DeAndre Aiden like DeAndre Aiden. And sometimes, man, DeAndre Aiden plays too damn soft for me. He plays too soft a lot. And for DeAndre Jordan to come off the bench and outplay him like that and everybody driving to the rim and, uh, you know, making shots over him off the glass. Bruce Brown looked phenomenal. Uh, He was the only starter that kind of played for Denver last night and did very well playing. But, you know, just talk about the overall team, last night. Uh, even though they did lose, they did lose down a stretch, but you look good. They look good last night. Talk about what you liked about them.
2: Uh, I did watch the stream last night. That was pretty good as well. Congrats. Um, I'm proud. I'm proud as a Denver Nugget fan. I am very, very proud Through two things. The future is bright in Denver um, because you got Aaron Gordon, right? That's your starter. And you got yep. Jeff Green as like your backup, right? Forward. Peyton Watson gives you defense, you know, yep. and you can look in the future, two, or three years down the road two or three years down the road. I wouldn't be surprised if Ag's gone, and you put Peyton Watson right there, Christian Braun, a great guard, a championship pedigree. Um, and I think what Coach Malone did last night, even though people in Denver are like, "What type of lineup are we playing?" You kept up with the stars of the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre, yep. a, Devin Booker, um, and Chris Paul. And I looked at the minutes that they all logged. They almost all of them almost logged almost thirty-five to forty minutes plus. And you still almost lost the game. So for me, like these other playoff teams, they're seeing, okay, what's my bench? I already know we got the number one seed. You sat most of your starters. And this is more of a scout for the Jokic and the starters too as well, because Kevin Durant, you went off 13 threes, cool, whatever, right? But it took that much of an effort for Phoenix to win with Denver's backups. So I'm happy as a Denver fan. The future's bright. I think last night you seen what the bench could be for the playoffs. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he does play soft. And I think that's a big question mark for the Phoenix Suns. If you're big, can't be physical. And you don't need him to score a bunch of points with be physical. Be that dude in the paint. Teams are going to start driving. And Denver's one of those teams with a pick-and-roll game with Jamal Murray. But I'm super proud with the Denver team last night. Even though we had a loss, it was a great-spirited type uh, like moral victory, per se. And like I said, the future's bright.
0: Yeah, you had a chance to see what other uh, what the young guys can do, and they did it well. They did it pretty good. I was, me and Mo were telling, saying in the chat, we impressed with how that team definitely ended up playing. Jonathan, uh, how did you feel ab- about him last night?
1: Bruce Brown going toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant.
0: That's scary
1: <laughs> right there. Can't can Kevin Durant hang with this dude? Because, I mean, he was going toe-to-toe. He was in the lane, floating up shots, you know, dropping them. Uh, getting any shot that he wanted. Look, I will say this about the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets might be one of the most complete teams in the NBA. Jokic finally has all his pieces around him. Everyone is healthy. You got Jamal Murray out there balling. You got Michael Porter finally living up to his contract, doing his thing. Uh, you got guys that could defend. You got guys who are scrappy. Uh, you got a great coach in Michael Malone. I always praise Michael Malone. I think he's a great coach. He understands basketball really well he has a fast knowledge for the game he needs a players coach so I really like this Denver Nuggets squad this Denver Nuggets squad can go deep I don't think they're gonna put on a facade like a lot of people are saying a lot of people are saying they're gonna go to the playoffs and lose that they were just just dominant during the regular season I don't think that's gonna be the case because you got Aaron Gordon your glue guy you got um a great shooter in Jamal Murray and and then you got Jokic you know who's who's one of the best big men in the game. I love watching that guy play. That guy can ball. He's yeah. the anchor of that offense, of course. But then you got other guys around him who could score. And then you look at Christian Braun last night, a guy I watched a lot in college. He was, he was a Kansas Jayhawk. Uh, this guy was knocking down threes. He hit a corner three at one moment in the game that put Denver up. Um, You know, just just great all-around basketball from a, from a great team uh, that's built to last and and go deep into the playoffs so yeah the Denver nuggets look really really good very impressive stuff
0: mo what you like about the the young nuggets last night
3: i just like the fact that they came into the game aggressive and they stayed aggressive throughout the game Um, you, you take a guy like bruce brown who i didn't understand why the nets let him go uh He's one of those guys that can do a little bit of everything. He can defend at a high level. He's worked yep. on his jump shot, so he's made himself at least effective from the three, can defend multiple positions, and he's got a nice float game going to the yep. basket. Like, Bruce Brown is just one of those Like, he's a winner. Guys like Bruce Brown, and I said it last night, um, they, they're like throwbacks to guys from the past. You remember the guy from, they used to play with uh, Houston and San Antonio, Mario Ellie. those guys guys are winning players they're not stars but they're winning players so you need guys like that i i I just enjoyed the game coach we were watching it and you you did a great job on play by play but that was a competitive game
2: yes yes at the end of
3: the day you can say a win is a win phoenix won but it took your best three players all putting up monster numbers. Chris Paul hit a career high 73s. It's that yeah. to win that game. And you saw the best and worst of Phoenix. They've got tons of firepower in that starting lineup. But I worry about that bench. I worry about that bench. I also worry about their inability to get stops against more talented offensive teams. Remember, that wasn't that wasn't Denver's starters. That was their yeah. backups that was giving them that work. So what are they going to do against a team, let's say, if they match up with the Clippers, who got multiple wings, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, who can put the ball on the deck and all have range. What are they going to do with a team like that? I I get why people say Phoenix is the favorite to win, but you're you're saying it because you go, they've got Kevin Durant and they've got Book. I get that. Two great, great scorers who can score at all three levels. levels—but at some point, they got to take a break. They got to get some rest. Yep. somebody got Who's going to come in and fill that void? And not to mention on the other end of the floor, I think Cats are going to attack KD. They're going to attack him. They're going to attack him because I've seen, and I saw this when he was with Brooklyn. He doesn't have the lateral quickness that he had before. You can blow by KD on D. He, he doesn't have it. He's a good team defender. He's not a good one-on-one defender. I don't think Chris Paul yep. defends at the level that he used to defend at. I saw Reggie Jackson and Ish Smith blow by Chris Paul at will. They had yep. no problems getting to the basket. And because Aiden is not really a great rim protector, those guys were all finishing at the basket. Bruce Brown yep. Ish Smith, Reggie Jackson, <laughs> yep. "Where what where was the help? Where was the big man?" Yep. I'm not trying yep. to be down on Suns fans, I'm maybe I'm just a hard judge. I don't look at them and, and it's not that I'm rooting against them. I'm just looking at them objectively. objectively. They're going to be fun to watch. They're not going to the finals.
0: Man, I looked at it last night. Uh, telling you, when I say the layup was sweet and the paint was sweet. It was last night for Bruce Brown, Christian Braun. they were just getting easy layups in the paint. Reggie Jackson was penetrating. uh, Even though some, Last night, he kind of, he kind of, uh, at the end of the game, a little bit, he kind of started taking way too many jumpers and more yeah, elaborate. We thought Ish Smith was being a better point guard last night, and far as moving the ball, ball moving, getting everybody a shot. Reggie Jackson's more of that scoring point guard, more yeah. of that scoring combo guard a little bit. But did you have your hand up? You got another word
2: you want to say? That's something else, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, uh, you guys hit it all in the nose. Um, and I think we talked about this in the last topic fatigue like the Lakers they they have older players uh, LeBron and AD you think about Phoenix Chris Paul is up in age Devin Booker I mean he's had some injury problems he's getting back in his stride DeAndre Ayton he's not really physical that's attacking big in in the paint and and everybody's like well if Denver vases Phoenix in the second round if that's possible they give him fits Denver's game plan with DeAndre Ayton give him foul trouble give him frustrated you know but the biggest thing i want to say too reggie jackson had 20 points you know so if reggie jackson gets 20 points is smith going off phoenix has a lot of holes you know so and it's i was actually doing n one moves yeah and who, who does, who does phoenix, well who does phoenix play in the first round is it the clippers
0: i think the phoenix i think as far as projected mm-hmm. i believe it may be the warriors i believe it may be the warriors as far as i'm gonna love, love that projected. series Look, look Price said, said it. it yeah. We yes, way to make the, our it, prediction it's, it's projected, yeah. it's projected to be uh, the Clippers right now. Clippers, the said, kids. Yeah, I, I, the
3: I'd like to see that. I, I, I like know, see, Look, if the Warriors match up with look, the Suns in round one, I'm taking the
4: Warriors.
0: I'll
1: say it I, now. I, I, I'll, I'll take, I'm the bro. I'm take the Warriors.
0: I will take the Warriors. I'm considering. I might even take the
1: Clippers if they match up against the Clippers.
2: I'm, so right. I,
0: I'm really consider I'm really considering it because I don't want to rule out the Warriors like that, man. They they show time oh, and time yeah. they can play, man. That they when they who, who, yeah.
3: who's gonna chase Clay and Steph off them screens because that's you gotta have a right. lot of energy, that's a lot of running. Who's gonna chase them off them screens? And Poole Poole just can break you down off the dribble. Like that's a lot coming at you, just those three. Then you add Wiggins back into the mix. That's gonna be interesting.
2: I was just going to answer uh, Gene's question. He's saying that we we're, we're overthinking this whole Phoenix thing. The thing is, and they weren't playing to win; they were just playing to study. No, they were playing to win. Why are you playing most of your stars for mm-hmm. 35, you 40 your starters not To lose, yeah, yeah, to not to lose. And then at the same time, if they're going to dominate that whole starting four or five, they really haven't played together a while with injuries and everything else like that. So they're trying to get cohesion. Where Denver and all these other teams, like the Warriors, Denver, other teams. They play with each other, have that cohesion. So that's all I gotta say.
3: What are they now with KD? What are they seven and zero or eight and zero? Eight and eight
2: and zero with KD.
3: And, that, and that's 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 great. I I don't think that's gonna carry you to a finals. It's it, it's a good it's a good little nugget, a sample size of what they've done in a short distance. Um, but in the bigger picture, I just don't think they're constructed to win a title. I think I no. think it, them going out and getting Durant. Was their help? Was their hell was their Mary move? They looked at what they had and they said, "We don't got it with Cam Johnson with Bridges." They wanted to bring in, they wanted to bring in a transcendent player, which he is, which he is. What I find interesting is though, you brought him in because you wanted more scoring beside Booker. As soon as Bridges leaves, Bridges looks like the guy that you should have had all along. Maybe, you sh- maybe what Bridges just needed was a chance to shoot the ball. Bridges yep. like I said, Bridges right now, 50, 40, 90, averaging over 25 points a game. And he's a great wing defender. I'm not saying Phoenix doesn't have a chance to win. But at some point, right, we make picks. And the and the beauty of this is I like this, I like the trash talk, but the beauty of it is when the series is over, we get d- we get to review who was right and who was wrong. So yep. I'll put it out there right now. Phoenix, they're not going to the finals. It's not going to happen. The only way they're going to the finals, if they buy tickets like me and you, and they watch who's playing in it.
0: Yeah, it ain't that serious for me to bet for money, so I know you ain't talking to me at all. <laughs> it ain't that serious for me to bet money. It's just a prediction. So, hey, you talking to yourself on that one when it comes to me right that one. So, hey. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what the Dallas Mavericks did when they traded
1: away Finney Smith. Finney Smith was their best defender. He was their best defender, and now you don't have that anymore. And now the Dallas Mavericks are horrible defensively. You know, they rank dead last in almost every st- 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 statistical defensive category. You know, it, it's it's not good. So it's kind of like that with the Phoenix Suns. And t- to go back to the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns just don't have enough depth. They don't have enough depth. Um, they have the superstars. They have the star power. But can star power win you championships? No, not at all. And if one of those guys go down with an injury, you're toast. Your season is done. Your season is done because you rely heavily on a guy like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to score the ball. And I I just don't see this Phoenix Suns team. I think they look good on paper, but I'm with Mo. I just don't see them going very far in the playoffs.
0: Yep, yep, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. So the next topic we got is we got the elimination teams as of right now. Uh, which team, which of these elimination teams has a chance to be better? So we don't know who's eliminated yet. I got the list right here. got the uh, teams right here who who's all eliminated until this day. Right now these are the eliminate teams. But the question is, which team out of these elimination teams that y'all have, that y'all think that can – possibly better you have the uh indiana pacers washington wizards Lando magic charlotte uh you got the charlotte hornets you got the detroit pistons uh you got the utah jazz you got the portland Blazers. you got the spurs and of course you got my 20 and 60 Rockets. so which one of y'all which team that y'all think has the potential to be better in the upcoming in the next two years jonathan i'm gonna start with you
1: man the indiana pacers the Indiana Pacers, they got a bright future over there. They got young stars that's blossoming and that's that's coming on at a at a great time. Uh I like Tyrese Helen Burton. I finally said his name right, I think. Um he he's a great guard in this league. Uh he's had an outstanding year. Um he had a breakout season to start the season. Just a tremendous player. I mean they they got a they got a great group of guys over there, a young nucleus, and and they're definitely gonna be on the scene in the next couple of years. I I think they're they're coming. I think they're gonna be a team that could be reckoned with in the eastern in the Eastern Conference, and I like the Pacers. I like the Pacers a lot.
0: All right, uh, Dad, who you got? seeing me How.
2: Oh, I looked this up last night, man. I'm actually happy with this pick. I gotta say the Utah Jazz. The team is young. You got Jordan Clarkson, marketing, um, and then you have uh, Kels, Kels, Kelser, whatever. There we go. There we go. He's Maybe. blossoming. Um, and I even did some research. They're young, young team. They have three uh, draft picks in this year's draft. They have a number top ten pick in twenty twenty four. They have the cap space during the offseason to probably get a superstar, probably one or two. Um, and that team is on the rise. I mean, they were just fell a little bit short this year, but with the the Rudy Gobert trade and the Donovan Mitchell trade, um, and getting Way Conley away, all that dead weight, all that dead cap, you know, that money that wasn't well spent, they took care of that. I think they're set up for great success.
0: Good one, good one, uh, Mo. What you think? Which which team you will take?
2: All right,
3: so let's start with the obvious one that's not going to get better. That's Charlotte, so just put them over here. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not going to get better, at least not better in the sense like they're going to suddenly be like a playoff team. Or that's not yeah. that's not what it is. I like Utah, but if I had a choice, and I'm only saying this because we don't know for sure that OKC doesn't make it, they yeah. might get into the play-in, they might get into the playoffs, but if they if they if they don't get into the playoffs. It's by far the OKC. It's not even close. Yeah. It's them by far. I, I'm gonna put one out there that most people like you're crazy. I, I think I, I think it's Houston. I think it's Houston. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I know people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm telling you what they're missing. They have a lot of really talented pieces, but what they're missing is that one guy that's the guy, the number one option, the franchise player. And a couple of veteran presence in that locker room. Because really, when you look at Houston, that looks like a college team. It looks like a no, it, and, it, it, it and they kind of behave like a college team. And don't, don't sleep on this. You already know this, Coach. The Rockets center, he's one of the most underrated players in basketball. He's a yep. bad man. And he's only getting better every year. So I think what the Rockets do in the draft and what they and I, and I hope they're aggressive, very aggressive, in free agency. Even if you got to move, even if you got to move a couple of pieces, in pursuit of a, an established star, not an older one. Let's say somebody in their mid twenties or whatever. Like the Rockets are in position to have one of those huge turnarounds. You're talking about 20 and 60. I think this team could easily turn around and win 40, 45 games depending on what they do in the off season. So I'm I'm going to go with Houston. That's my dark horse.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Like I say, I know Jalen Green is our best go-to scorer. He's improved. He averaged 17 last year as a rookie. Uh, he averaged 22 this year. I think he's the best scorer, but I don't think he's the best player on our team. I think Al P, out Al, Perron, the center, 100%. he's the best player. player playing basketball. I think he's the best. He's the best player on our team. So yeah. Don't get it twisted. Jalen Green can score. He's the best scorer on our team, but Alp, the way he gets guys involved and he passes the ball, he passes the ball like a damn point guard. He passes literally legit like a a, a real point guard, and he gets everybody involved. He's, he's not afraid to go at you. I remember early this season, we played the Denver Nuggets in Denver. It was the first half. Him and, uh, him and Jokic was going right at it. And when you get a compliment from Jokic and saying – Hey, you should run the the Rockets should run the offense through LP. That's saying something. That's saying somebody, hey, this guy is really good. And a lot of a lot of people, man, a lot of people um saying L P is, is the real deal. He is right now. He is the real deal, man. So again, we Jabari Smith is coming along in his all right. Uh, we do need a new voice in the locker room. I don't like Steven Silas. Is a is a reason why you've been an assistant coach for 20 years. It's a reason why you've been that assistant coach for so long. So I think we do got to get a new voice. We gotta drive better. We gotta drive players better. And we gotta uh, I think we're gonna be have a capable offseason. So I wanna I'm gonna go on the route and, and it didn't seem like it was a great future for this team, but when I look at them this year, when I look at them this year, I think they may finally be in the right direction. Orlando has had a sneaky good season. Orlando has had a sneaky good season right now. Cole Anthony is healthy, he's good. Pablo is the best rookie in the NBA as of right now. You got Franz Votner, Franz uh Mo Votner, uh little brother. He can play. Man, they got some real – and the coaching has been good over there. Know they're 34 – we know they're 34 and 46, but this is a good season for Orlando. They was just fighting to get into a play-in tournament in the playoffs with the eight seed a couple of years back when they won against Toronto and won one game against Toronto – and then they had a couple of uh, bad years, a bad draft. A uh, Mo Bamba turned out to be a bust in the draft. And Markel Folks then know he had some shooting issues, but now Markel Folks is playing ball for Orlando. And that's the thing about it. When people leave Philadelphia, and Philadelphia had Markel Folks, people leave Philadelphia and get that change of scenery, they go right to another team, and they perform the way they perform, and Markel Folks is performing. So I like the direction. This magic team is playing, man. You I don't most people didn't have to win the 34 games, but that shows you, you know, they get the rookie Pablo, they get better, they got better. And this team puts up a fight each and every night. So for them to be really on par like this, I think they have the potential to get better. They got to just draft right. I think if they just draft right, they, they can show some, they can show some signs of stability. It ain't hard to make the playoffs in the east. It ain't really hard to make the playoffs in the eastern conference anyway. So that's um. Hey coach, coach. Huh? Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. I know I said you can write Charlotte
3: off, but just and to all you guys for this, Charlotte has been bad for so long. Yeah, and they've get and they they've probably had some of the worst draft picks. Yeah, they they they, they day, enjoy like no. terrible. I mean, terrible pick after terrible pick. But they get Lamelo, and from what I see, he's what he's what he's as advertised. He's talented. He's aggressive. He's fearless. The injury, the injury bug. I I guess what I'm saying, big picture, for them to turn this franchise around, do they need to do a full blown rebuild,
0: or do they just need to pursue free agents? They need to do a rebuild. And Lamella Ball, if I was Lamella Ball, I'd ask out because he's too good for him to have his talent wasted. And then you go back to years, the, the draft. They 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 continually, continually the draft wrong every single time. That's all they do. They draft wrong. They make the wrong pick. Now, Michael Jordan is probably the best basketball player of all time, but he's not the best of drafting. He's not the best. He's not really the best of drafting. So at the end of the day, they draft wrong. They draft wrong. The draft hurt him. Kemba Walker, you can say, that was the right That was the right pick. I think Kemba Walker was the right pick. That was one of the few picks that they made that was right. Emeka Okafor, you can say that. You can say that as well. But outside of them two, they made nothing but wrong pick. Wrong pick after wrong pick after wrong pick. That's all they made. So if Miller Ball was the right pick, but, again, I think he needs to move on. I think he needs to move on. I think it's time to go into a full rebuild mode. Uh, Gordon Hayward clearly uh passes, uh, passes time. Uh, you have uh, Rozier who could put up 22 points per game, but you putting it up on a bad basketball team at, at best right now. Right I think you need to move on with him. I think they need to strictly tear down – Go young. You got uh, Bridges, Miles Bridges. He's in some issues. He haven't played all season. Haven't right. played all season. So uh, they need to go into a full rebuild mode. They need. That's what I think they need. Think yeah, they Michael need Jordan was a great
1: player. We all know that. I call him the goat, but he didn't have a great eye for talent, and that's okay because you could yep. be great in one thing and terrible in another thing. Just because you was a great basketball player doesn't mean you're going to be a great general manager or a team owner. And we saw that. So now it's time to blow it all up. I think it's time to blow it all up, go in a new direction, um, you know, and and build through the draft. Build through the draft. I mean, the fans waited this long. They can wait uh, a a little bit longer, be a little bit more patient, uh, because you can build teams through the draft. Just ask to go to
0: state Warriors. Yep. It's only two teams. It's only two. Like, it depends. Like, in basketball and baseball, you can build your teams through the drought. You can build your team through the draft. Basketball baseball, you can literally do that. The Astros did it in baseball. The Warriors did it in basketball. So you can really build your team through the drought in uh, basketball. So I think they need to do that. They need to go – Jonathan is right up on them. They need to go full rebuild mode. Just trade every good player that they got and just go strictly rebuild.
3: That's a great then, point. That's a great yep. point, Jonathan. And you know what? And it works both ways. You can build your team through the draft. Or you can put your team in a deep hole by getting it wrong for the next 10 years.
0: Yep. Go ahead, Dez. What you think?
2: Uh, I think you do a little bit of both. I think you redo a rebuild mode, uh, you tear down the team. Because I mean, look at that draft night last year. The trades they did and stuff like that, and half their players aren't even playing. And yep. um with Mellow, with Mellow Ball with the injury, it does suck in the injury bub. Um, but he is like their franchise player, you know. So Um, I say go into draft, rebuild mode, probably get maybe one or two veterans because that team is really, really young too, you know, Um, besides Gordon Hayward and Rozier, they're really, really young. Um, So I feel rebuild mode and probably get one or two veterans. They need a big, you know, they got a couple of bigs, but a big that can help and complement LaMelo ball, pick and pop, pick and roll game, because all the threes he's shooting, teams are getting used to that now, you know, in the driving game, he's really aggressive, but they need to do rebuild mode and probably get one one mid-tier free agent.
0: Yep, yep. So, uh, will Zion Williamson play for the uh, Pelicans uh, if they make the playoffs? Do you think he plays or do y'all think they uh, send him out because he's out for the rest of the season? They send him out for the final two games. But do you think he can come back, back and be a, a effective player for the Pelicans in the playoffs? Mo, we're going to start at the bottom. We're we'll going to start down with you.
3: No, I don't think he plays. I mean, the guy's been out with injuries the whole season, and conditioning has always been a problem with him since coming out of college. You're really going to bring him back, throw him into the fire. He's not conditioned, and he's injury prone. Like, a lot of his injuries, they're not even contact injuries. That That's the downside of somebody weighing about 280 but having the quickness to go side to side like a wing player. The body's not meant to go side to side when you're that big. It, it really isn't. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's going to be one of those players that we're going to always say what could have been. I just think there's always going to be another injury. We, we In the little bit of time we've seen him play, everything he's advertised to be, he's been. The problem is the one skill set he lacks, availability. Man can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. And it doesn't make sense for them to play him as brittle as he is. Um, I heard somebody not too long ago say, you know what? i trade him. Honestly, I wouldn't rule that out because his value will never be higher than what it is now because he's still got that big P right next to his name potential. He has all the talent in the world. But if you trade him, people might think you're crazy until he's on their team and he's missing 80% of the season. I, I just don't – the path forward for the Pelicans is kind of strange because you look at a guy like Herb Jones, you look at Murphy, you look at uh, a Brandon Ingalls, what B.I. can do, Alvarado. They have. They're structured to be one of the better young cores going forward. And I know C.J. is on the team, but C.J. is an older player. I'm talking about that team two, two years from now. Like, they, if Zion could stay healthy – they would have one of the best cores, if not the best core, young core in the NBA. But that's a big if. So I'm going to say he's not going to play in the playoffs, and, I, and I'm, I'm not so sure if his future is is that certain either.
0: Des, what you got on it?
2: Hey, Mo, uh, Mo just hit most of my answers, man. I mean, the availability. I mean, if you're not even available right now, what, what do you think you're going to be available for the playoffs? I mean, their owner even said it. To ESPN last night, he said, after further evaluation, it's determined that Zion Williams will continue his rehab and conditioning regimen. We will update uh, warrantly." So that tells you the guy's not even in shape. The guy is still going through rehab. He's not even ready to go. The team was 23 and 14 with him in one game behind my Denver Nuggets before he got injured. Since he's been injured and out, they've been 33 and 37. Oh, right, right. Um, and th- they've been sliding down. And then you got Brandon Ingram. He had an injury in January and slowly getting back. But now he's in rhythm. And like yep. you said, Mo- CJ McCollum, great player. But he's getting up in age, you know. And he can give you 20, 30 in a game in the playoff. But they're, they're not going to make it that far in the playoffs. And Zion right now, why are you going to rush him back? There is no need to rush him back. Dude's not even conditioned yet. So I feel like they shouldn't put him in the playoffs. Make sure your body's right. And uh, Gene's right. It's like another Greg Oden. That's what I was going to say. It's like another Greg Oden situation. Great player, but can't stay healthy, you know? And that sucks because this guy's ceiling is so high, so high. So I feel that the biggest thing that he needs to do, and we all know it, health. Be healthy, be consistent, be available. Because you can be an all-star, but you got to be available. You got to be that dude.
0: Yep, there we go. Jonathan, what you got, Jonathan?
1: Man, as much as I love Zion Williamson because I see the potential, and the potential is there when he's on the floor. But, man, Zion Williamson has the bus, the bus label attached to his name. I hate to say that, but it's attached to his name. And there's so much uncertainty around his future. We don't know what Zion Williamson is going to be. and And I'm with both of the guys on the panel. I'm with everyone on this panel. I'm with you both because health has been a problem. It has been holding him back. It has kept him sidelined. And like they always say, what do they always say? The best ability is availability. And he has not been available. But you know what I've been saying about Zion Williamson for years, and I and I will continue to say this. He has to drop some pounds. He has to lose some weight because this is going to continue to be his career if he doesn't it's going to be injuries it's going to be injuries after injuries after injuries and that's yeah. that's what that's what it's been like since he's come into the nba you know and like and like like the guy said on here he has a high ceiling he has a high ceiling and when he's when he's playing he's a human highlight reel you know he's he's throwing it down he's he's you know slamming the basketball down He's making plays. He's scoring the basketball. It, it's his weight. It's his weight. And I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's just a real shame that this guy can never stay healthy and be on the floor for his team. Um, I hate to say that it's so it's a waste of talent, really. It's what it is.
0: Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The very next topic. How far do we do we all think. The Knicks can go in the playoffs. The Knicks, as of right now, will be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's the four seed. Cleveland will have home court advantage. But what a great turnaround this Knicks team has had. Julius Randle turned into something great. All of a sudden, after the the organization, you know, he was a couple of uh, years ago, he was threatened to be on a trade block. He got his stuff together, bringing Josh Hart in, made a valuable difference. Him and Jalen Bronson played on the same Villanova team. He brings your def- elite defense. He brings your three-point shooting. He brings your leadership in the locker room. Tom Thibodeau finally realizing, hey, I need to go to these young guys to see what he got, see what we got. Man, quickly putting up 30-point games. The bench is doing a really good job. So Tom Thibodeau, we know him as a coach, you know, not being able to get out of his own way, but he got up out of his own way. By playing the young guys and it's paying dividend for them. So how actually far can the Knicks go in the playoffs? Actually, and as of right now, it looked like for as of today in, it looked like right now, you know, it's a lot for the Knicks and the uh for yeah. well, the Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing each other in that first round. So as of right now, how far can they go and Can they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers? Will they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers? The Knicks have more experience in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs year before last, but they wasn't. They took a huge nosedive last year, but they do still have experience. Cavaliers was in the playing tournament last year before getting beat by the Atlanta Hawks. So, Jonathan, how far can the Knicks go, the New York Knicks go, and do you pick them as of right now to beat the Cavaliers in in the playoff series? No,
1: I, I do not think the Knicks The Knicks have what it takes uh, to go deep into the playoffs because, look, here's the thing. If they get past Cleveland, they're going to get the Milwaukee Bucks, right? They're not beating the Milwaukee Bucks. But I do think their structure are constructed well enough to be a playoff team in the near future. I do think they got some great players over there. Uh, their coach emphasizes defense, which I really like. They're a defensive team. They're, they play aggressively. Uh, you know, Jalen Bronson is a lot better than people expected. I don't think people expected him to, you know, turn into the superstar that he has become. You know, no one saw him becoming this superstar in, in New York, and he's lived up to the contract. To the contract, he has lived up to the contract. Oh, he has play, played. Bro. You know, uh, like a superstar. But the Knicks, no. The Knicks, it's just too many uh better teams in the Eastern Conference that stands in front of them uh that will cause problems for them. So no, not 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 right now, but in the future, yes.
0: Okay, that's a good point, right? there, uh, this, what you think? Uh
2: it's uh three points I got with this. Uh so Tom Thibodeau, we know he likes defense, he's aggressive. They play with spirit with aggressive with defense with Tom Thibodeau. Um we all know that dude we talked about in the last, I think, two episodes, Donovan Mitchell. Last time yeah. they played the Knicks, he scored 42 points. And uh, it looks like Quentin Grimes, which he is becoming a great player, he's taking the task on guarding Donovan Mitchell. He's ready for the challenge. Yeah. And and Tom Toto said, hey, we're going to fly around the floor. We're going to have multiple bodies. That sounds like the game plan the Celtics do when they play on defense. They swarm with bodies, give them different looks. Um, yeah. I give the Knicks the edge on this. The reason why, though, playoff experience. You have players on your roster now that have playoff experience and I feel that this is the year the Knicks at least get to the second round. I give the Knicks that yeah. Tom Thibodeau has got these young guys buying in. The only question is the young guys can they load to the moment in the playoffs because the regular season is different than the playoffs.
0: Yep. Mo, what you got? That's a good one. The Cavs are loaded
3: but they're top heavy because it's Darius Garland it's Mitchell, Mobley, um, uh Jared Allen. They're top heavy. They're talented, but top heavy, and their two best players, or their two best scores, at least. Those two guards, they're not just ball dominant, they're both they're both volume scorers. They take a lot of shots. Donovan Mitchell is gonna take throughout a series, he's gonna probably, probably average 25 shots a game at least. Yep. That's who he is. He's one of the most explosive scores in the league but he's not always the most efficient player in the league. And there are two sides of the floor, not a very good defender. Uh, Darius Garland, not a good defender. They've got flash and they've got talent, but I would go with the Knicks. You're talking about the best basketball player? Donovan Mitchell might have one of the best highlight reels in the NBA. I don't think he's a better basketball player than Jalen Brunson. He's not a better basketball player. I think Quentin Grimes doesn't have to stop him, But I I think he can compete with him. I think he can redirect him when he's trying to cut backwards or get to his spots. I got the Knicks winning the series because I just think the Knicks are the better team. For sure, there's no doubt they're the deeper team. So despite what Mitchell and Garland might do, you can't tell me that Grimes, you can't tell me that Brunson and then throwing quickly that they can't cancel them out. And then I I don't know what Julius Randle's situation is, but let's say he's 80% that's still somebody that's going to give you 20 and 10. Don't forget, they got a Mitchell that that that's a big man, that's athletic, rim runner, shot blocker. The Knicks have gotten better, like you guys all said, because Tibbs have taken the reins off and he's actually put more young guys in the rotation. Yep. So I know the Cavs are the four seed, but I favor the Knicks to win this series. I, I don't think they get past the second round series, but I think they win this series.
2: And then you got to yeah. think about the Knicks too. They got Derrick Rose off the bench, great mentor, playoff experience. You got Toppin yeah. and and you got like you said Mo Mitchell. They got guys. I think there's another center they got too. I forgot his name. He's Isaiah Hartenstein.
3: Hartenstein.
2: Yes. Hartenstein. Yeah, really physical guy. So and Mobley, they, like they said, they're going to do swarm team defense. And it's I think New York needs something to be proud of. The city of New York. So I think this is the year they get past the first round, at least to the second round.
3: Mitchell can average 35-plus for the series, and the Cavs can still lose. When you look at the Cavs, they've got their starting five. They've got Karis LeVert. That's it. They don't have a lot coming off that bench. They rely so much on those starters. And I guess the good thing is that starting lineup, they're all young. They're all young. So they they can play 38, 40 minutes. I'm not saying that this won't be a good series. I just think if you're talking about who's going to win the series, I'm saying the Knicks.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. And man, Quentin Grimes is my guy, bro. Quentin Grimes, I love Quentin Grimes since ever since I seen him play at the University of Houston. The man is becoming a a very good ball player, man. So, uh, man, big shout out to Coach Tom Thibodeau, man. Like I say, he finally saw the light. Hey, play some of these, play these young guys. You got to, if you don't play the, you got to see, if you don't play some, some young guys, think about coaches. If you don't play, give a guy a chance, you don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. Philadelphia didn't give Matisse Thibault a chance. They didn't know what, they didn't know what he had. They didn't know what he had, but Portland now, now you know what you messed up. Now, you know what you messed up on. Uh, Isaiah Joe, you didn't want to give him an opportunity. Now, you know what you messed up on. Now, you know, how good is he going to be? And that's the thing that has failed, continue to fail Doc Rivers over and over again. And now, for so many years, after Tom Thibodeau not knowing that, now he knows it. Now he knows, hey, these young guys can play, these young guys. Hey, they can take me down if you give them an oppor- opportunity uh to do it. So Quentin Grimes, man, thought he wasn't gonna see, thought he wasn't gonna see the light in Quentin Grimes. Glad he chose him, glad he playing him now. He's paying benefit. He's an elite three-point shooter. And he competes on that defensive side of the ball like everybody is saying. So uh, we get to another squad before we go to the NFL segment part. Uh, the Miami Heat, the team that just laid the smackdown on Philadelphia last night, pretty much. Uh, the question is, can Miami Heat be scary in the playoffs? Can can they be scary in the playoffs? Uh, Mo, I'm going to start with you up on this one. 100%. Um,
3: you've got a coach like Spoelstra. You've got a proven warrior slash star who who he becomes a superstar in the playoffs. You got Jimmy Buckets, Tyler yep. Hero, uh, Coach. Even last night we saw Kyle Lowry sighting. Kyle Lowry, yep. I see he Lowry probably, in months. He finally showed up. Yep, right, and hit some big threes. Bam, out of bios, one of the more versatile centers. He's not a dominating center. He he really is more like a four, but he can get you with his quickness and his activity. I know yep. they've had a subpar regular season. But I think there's no question that the Heat can surprise some people in the playoffs. They're, they've they always been built for the playoffs. Yep. And and the first team that doesn't want to see them, we've already talked about that. Philly don't want that. They don't want yep. any part of that. So I think the Heat will – I think they're prime to at least win a first-round series.
0: There we go. Dave, what you think
2: about it? I got to agree with Mo on this one, man. I mean, he took the words right out of, right out of my mouth. I mean, we've seen what happened last night. We see who's aggressive, and we all know Miami's built for the playoffs. Kyle Lowry, veteran. Jimmy Buckets, veteran. We already know what uh, Tyler Hero can do, Duncan Robinson can do. They have a good bench. They have everything that you can could, you could think of. I think they can go to at least the second round, um, but they're really strong this year, and I give credit to the GM. They built this roster for the playoffs, um, and last night just proved even more they're getting that confidence back. Even Tyler Hero said, hey, we are ready for that smoke. He's like, literally, we can, we're ready for anybody. The attitude doesn't change. We're ready for it. And that's what you want to have in your guys in that locker room. You don't care about Joel Embiid and win the MVP. They're ready for that smoke. What's happening is, is Philly's shaking in their boots right now because they know that team go toe-to-toe with them. Yep. Uh,
1: Jonathan? The Miami Heat are one of the most dangerous teams going into the playoffs. One of the most dangerous teams, and like Mo said, they're built for this moment. they built for the playoffs. Now, now, if it feels like Miami, you know, will find itself in the play-in tournament. No, no question yeah. about it. But they're feeling good about themselves. They're losing with confidence at the right time. So a play-in game shouldn't matter because they can take care of business even though they have been unable to find elusive consistency. They're finding themselves at the right time. And they're peaking at the right time, and then Jimmy Butler, he turns into a star, like most said in 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 the playoffs. We always <laughs> see that. And then you got Tyler yep. Hero. Don't forget about Bam. You got Bam too. And you're you're you have a good coach who's been there before. He's an experienced coach. He's a long tenured coach, Eric Spoelstra. Yep. He's he's a he's a great coach, right? So the Miami Heat will be that team. That can surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go very far.
0: I wouldn't be surprised either. They do um, uh hey, I'm telling you, that team could be dangerous, man. That team could be da- very dangerous. That team could be very dangerous. Uh, regardless of who they play. Um, uh, regardless of who they play, it's gonna be a long series. I think they're gonna extend the series regardless, whether if it's the 76ers, the Boston Celtics. Or uh, any any other team, I think they can they can potential still uh, uh, still a series. So again, uh, you know the massacre they put on Philadelphia last night. You know, hey, they let them know that hey, we ain't scared, we ain't scared of them, we can compete. So again, again, you know, I think Miami is uh, I think the best series. I want to see Miami versus Philadelphia. I, I really want to see can Philadelphia. Get over the hump and beat and beat the Miami Heat. I would love them to play the Celtics too. I'm not saying they're gonna beat the Celtics. I don't think they will beat the Celtics, but I think they got a better chance of beating beating the Sixers than the Celtics. I think they got a better chance of beating that match, winning that matchup than the Celtics. I think the Six the Celtics will beat them. I think the Celtics will beat them somehow in six games, but I do think the Heat can beat the uh Philadelphia 76ers in the seven-game series. So uh yeah, we're gonna move on to the NFL uh portions of things. We're going to go to cam newton you know he had a kind of had a personal you know a little bit of a pro day uh he's throwing the ball and stuff and said he, he's better than most quarterbacks in the nfl but the problem is if you're going to come back in the league sir you have to be a backup you gonna to have to be a, a backup so do y'all think cam newton can sign as a backup in the nfl uh jonathan we're gonna start with you
1: um i think at this stage of his career At this point, he has no choice but to accept the fact that he's going to be a backup if an NFL team signs him. He's going to have to be mature enough to embrace that role. Can he embrace that role? That's another question. Um, Can he go somewhere else and be a starter in this league? I don't think he can at this point of his career. And I think he will be willing to accept the backup role. You know, I think he'll be fine, Um, you know been a backup to a starting quarterback somewhere in this league. He'll be on the NFL roster, and, you know, his opportunity could come again to take over as a starter. We've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen some backup quarterbacks, you know, resolidify their careers uh, because the starter got hurt, and that was their opportunity again to be a starter in this league. But I think he's going to have to accept a new challenge. I think he's going to have to be up for it. And I think we'll see him somewhere in this league as a backup quarterback.
2: Uh, this what you got? Um, John, uh, Gene cracked me up, but <laughs> um, I think, um, just <laughs> is going off, man. <laughs> but um, I think Cam Newton, the biggest thing is the ego, man, too big of an ego right now. All right. I mean, the last time, I mean, he's played what Carolina, that's when he was relevant. I think, you know, Um, he really didn't fit the bill Belichick scheme. He even said it in recent reports. He didn't really understand the offense, you know? So I think a backup role, but the ego has to go away. All right. You got to teach mentor. If you're with uh, backing up a young guy, teach him, Mm -hmm. develop him, you know, but I think the ego is, but he's a great person. I just think it's the ego. I think if the ego goes, Mm -hmm push your pride to the side, be that backup. And when someone goes down, be that dude. But I just feel like the ego should, should go.
0: Hey, that's fine. You can disagree to disagree. And like I said, I ain't going to go back and forth and fight with you about, about that. We all see what we seen last night. So it's just a disagreement, man. You don't got to – we don't We don't all got to agree on everything. But the fun thing about it, we ain't all up here just to agree all the time. We up here, you know, just to see what we see on the floor and we what we seen on the floor – you seen Philadelphia have all five starters, so the game had to mean something. They had all five guys playing on the floor together. They had all five guys. They try to win. You gotta love Gene's
1: energy though, and his yeah, passion. I do. I love, I
0: love. I, I love it. TV, man. I love it when he went out Is that when him and Freddie go at it. When him and Freddie, oh man. Oh, that's man. That's, that's must see. a fight. fight. That's a, fight, man, fight, that's with that's a fight. fight with him and That's MMA. must see TV right there. It is. It <laughs> is. I watch. I watch. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny when they go at it. So, uh Mo, what you think? What you think about Cam?
3: I don't I don't think Cam's getting a job. I think he look, could he play backup? Does he have the ability to be a backup? Sure. But are any teams seriously looking? I think for Cam to get a job, and look, this happens probably every NFL season. There would have to be a rash of injuries. I mean a rash of injuries. But most teams would probably take a guy who, I would say, of lesser stature than bring in Cam because Cam doesn't just bring you a player. He brings you some ego and some other stuff. And I think a lot of teams, they don't want to deal with that. And and they have to remember, most of them know, the Cam Newton you're getting now is not the Cam Newton that took Carolina to the Super Bowl. Like, there was a time when you you could book Cam for – he throw for maybe thirty five hundred yards, probably rush for another seven or eight hundred yards. He's taking a lot of hits, and if anybody saw him play on the Patriots, he looked like a guy who took a lot of hits. And he's a big man, a big powerful man. He, you know what? I tell you what, he looked like Eddie George did when Eddie George went to the Cowboys. Eddie George was punch punch drunk by the time he got to the Cowboys. You'd hand him the ball, all he did was fall forward. He was a shell of himself. I, I just don't think. With with where he is health wise, and for the type of player he is, he would have to go to somewhere where they run a mirror uh, offense. So he'd have to back up Lamar, or he'd have to back up uh, Jalen Hurts, which Philly already took care of that by bringing in Mariota, because Mariota has a similar skill set. Yep. My my guess is if Cam gets a job, it won't be till we're like well into the season. But as of right now, heading into training camp. I don't think anybody signed, and he didn't help himself. Man came out with a list of teams that he's willing to be a backup for. Like, bro, when you don't have a job at all, your list is everybody. Your list is every team. That that's your list, not a, not I'll only go here and only go there. Your list is everybody because you don't have a job.
0: Oh yep, yes, facts. That's, indeed, that's facts. That's facts right there. So another topic we got right here. In the NFL, now I don't know if it's true or not. Tyreek Hill did come out and say, when he gets 31, it's on the possibility of retiring. Um, so the the question: Do y'all think NFL players is going to start retiring early because of financial freedom and no longer uh, no longer risking their health? or injury. What what do you think, Jonathan, would you have to cook on this spot?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen this with Megatron, right? We've seen it with Calvin Johnson. He retired at a young age. Um, You know, I I think it's commonplace in the NFL now. I think you're going to see more players retiring at a young age, especially if they win a Super Bowl. I mean, what more can you really accomplish if you win a Super Bowl? You know, you put up so many stats for years. uh, You've been playing... Uh, for at least a decade or or almost a decade. And, and you feel like my health is first. I got to put my health first. Um, I got to think about my body in the future. Because you hear a lot of these players uh, after football, you hear about the head trauma, the the, sev- the severity of their injuries after after football. So I think a lot of these players are taking heed to that. They realize how dangerous this game is. And that it's it's not a game you play forever. That eventually you have to give up this sport. And think about your family. Think about your well-being. Think about your health and and your future. And, and realize there's life after football. So, yes, I think we are going to see more of these young players. Are these players retiring at such a young age? And I'm okay with it.
2: Yes. I agree with uh, Jonathan on this. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, what, 31 years old? Right? Yep. Um, He's a, he's a speedster, right? Really speedster, stretch out the defense, that deep threat. Um, But you look at the league now, the hits, the wear and tear on the body, Um, because we know he can't go fast forever, you know? He can't be the cheetah forever, you know? So I just feel – and he has a family too, you know? And you want to live – after the game and enjoy life with your family, you know, and enjoy those moments. He's won the Super Bowl. He's been the Pro Bowls. He's got that shine. He's got the glory. I think it's a good to step away from the game. And he did it at the right time. Um, and I feel player safety needs to be a high topic uh, for the NFL this year during the offseason. Because we've seen what happened with Buffalo, with uh, Hamlin, Hamilton or Hamlin, with that concussion. And just how the world stopped, you know, when he was down. And I think NFL players and college players and future football players looked at that and said, hey, I love the game of football, but my mind and my body comes first, and I want to live and see my future. Mo?
3: I think we've seen a trend that the wear and tear of an NFL season and the way the game is played, even though – here's the strangest thing. The NFL is nowhere near as – you know, collision as you, you remember back in the day, if you are wide receiver and you come across the middle on a crossing route, we call those medicine balls because if you catch it, you're going to take some medicine, you're going to get cracked. Dudes, dudes used to do kill shots and they can't do that anymore. And even with that, this is such a bang, bang, high collision sport. I think you're going to see more guys think about their physical and mental health beyond football. So, Chasing after, say, Jerry Rice's statistical records, you're gonna have to be a special kind of guy to want to do that. I think most guys at the skill positions, wide receivers, running backs, even DBs on the other side, you're gonna see a lot of great players have eight to ten year careers because if they get financial freedom and, and let's say they have the accolades and all that other stuff, they're gonna walk away. The, the, there's certain positions that can extend your career now, even more so with the way the game is played. If you're a quarterback now, unless you're a running quarterback, they've made it to where you can extend your career a little bit longer because you can't hit quarterbacks. Not if they stay in the pocket. You can grab them. You can sling them to the ground. You can't even slam them to the ground now without getting a penalty. I think that's the only position where guys are going to still be able to play 15, 16 years. If if you're somebody like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is thinking, just like you said, like Megatron. I've won a Super Bowl. I've gone to Pro Bowls. I've got financial security for me and my family. Now, if I continue to play, I'm just playing. I'm just playing for me. But I don't think you can tell Tyreek Hill strikes me as one of them kind of dudes. I'm not trying to break this record or that record or stay in the league 18 years and, and be broken down to where I'm one of them dudes that I can't get out of bed. I can't play with my kids. He's thinking about life beyond football. And I think more and more, remember, it was a couple of years ago, all kind of dudes was retiring early, linebackers. It's a different time. And because of the amount of money some of the, let's say, next level players are making, I think more and more guys, I wouldn't call it a business decision. I would call it a life decision. They want to have an afterlife, a healthy afterlife beyond football.
0: Well said, well said. It's well said, right? Yep, that's well said, right there. So, we go to the next topic before we get to the all uh morning routine. Uh, we're gonna get to the uh slate of games that we're gonna go about today. And so, we got Derrick Carr went to the New Orleans Saints, uh, he was uh released from the Raiders, he went to the New Orleans Saints, and Jimmy G, aka Jimmy Garoppolo, went to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, they basically uh, they uh, basically kind of you know. No, Derek Carr makes the Saints a little formidable at this point with the, in the quarterback situation. So his receivers: Chris Olave, Marquez Callaway, Michael Thompson, Taysom uh, Hill. Sometimes plays tight end. Alvin Kamara. Those are his weapons, and these weapons are going to come important. So Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other side, he has Demonte Adams. Uh, He has no longer Darren Waller, who's over there with the Giants, but he has Foster Monroe, he has Josh Jacobs, uh, he has um, Matt Hollins. Who has the most passing yards this year due to the weapons that they have? Now, you would think Jimmy Garoppolo, because he has a Devontae Adams on his team, but would that matter for Jimmy Garoppolo having more passing yards than Derek Carr? So, Mo, I'm going to start with you. Who would have the most passing yards out of those two?
3: is going to have more passing yards. He's also going to have more picks. Okay. Um, you When you have somebody dynamic like a Javante Adams, he's still going to get his numbers. Uh, what, playing with Jimmy G, though, his yards per catch, they're going to come down. So if he's at 15, my guess is he's going to catch a lot more medicine balls, so he's going to probably average around 12 yards a catch. But he'll still get 12 to 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. You're talking about a dynamic attack the basketball, complete route tree receiver. The only yeah. thing is because Jimmy G doesn't have a big arm and he doesn't push it down the field, I, I don't think his numbers will be as prolific in terms of yards per catch. Like if he still puts up big numbers, I'm talking about yards per catch, it'll be because of his yak yards, not because yeah. Jimmy G threw it downfield. So I'll say this. There's no question I think Carr is going to have more yards, but Jimmy G has the tools that he's used to. Strong run game with Josh Jacobs. We're talking about a 14 1,500-yard back. And then you've got Javante Adams. So I I don't think Jimmy G is going to throw for 4,500 yards. And and that's not who he is anyway. They want him to control a game, not lose the game. And because he's got a strong run game, that that suits his skill set. He's not the kind of quarterback that's going to put up prolific numbers. But he also doesn't put up prolific INT numbers. And that's, that's something that coaches value even more. I think when you look at Carr on the other side of this, yep. because you're going to have Michael Thomas, who is a physical, dynamic receiver that really does a lot of his work between the hashes, he's going to put up numbers. Also, look at Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is one of those guys, if you didn't know it, you say he's one of the top five backs in the league. He's a playmaker, but he's not what I would call a 30-carry uh 30 carry a game yep. back. He's yep. as prolific a receiver as he is a running back. You can book Alvin Kamara for about 16, 1700 total yards in nine or 10 touchdowns because he's got a, a nose for the end zone. So I think yep. with, I'll say this with Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara might have a shot to have a thousand receiving yards this coming season. Mm.
0: Hmm. Hey. I can see that. I can see hey. that as
2: well.
0: Who's going to, who's going who's gonna, to, Who's going to be the better passer
2: this year out of these two? Who goes for more yards this year? Oh, I say Derrick Carr, no question. Uh, Mo hit on a lot of the points. Jimmy G is a game manager. He's not the type of quarterback that will throw the ball down the field. He's not like that. The last time he was actually throwing more touchdowns and interceptions in a a great rate was when they went to the Super Bowl that year and lost to the Chiefs. He threw for 32 touchdowns, and I think he had 14 interceptions. Last year he only threw for, I think it was like – it's really really low it's like less than 14 touchdowns six interceptions and he was unhealthy you know um with Derek Carr he has a supporting cast I feel with Alvin Kamara like Mo said he's not gonna be that back that gives you 30 carries a game but he can be that back that maybe gets like 10 15 carries a game and will get you you know six catches 80 yards type situation with Michael Thomas uh slowly getting back healthy he should be right for the season that's gonna be a scary offense to watch out and they got the weapons um, with Garoppolo, he's just a game manager, you know, I mean, he's back with his former offensive coordinator with New England, you know, so, um, and I didn't really like the move from the Raiders from that point either, because now you're putting a lot more burden on Josh Jacobs to be that dude. I mean, he's been that dude, but he's going to be that dude. He's going to be your safety net with their tight end. I think they have Monroe, but I know he just got diagnosed with some type of a uh, cancer or something like that. So he's taking a step away from the game. So now in the draft, you got to get a tight end, you know, so, and Devontae Adams, um, his numbers will decline a little bit because, like I said, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the type of quarterback that throws a ball down the field. He's a game manager, and I think that's what Oakland needs. They're going to put a lot more pressure on Josh Jacobs to keep that running game to keep Jimmy G off his back. So I say Derek Carr for sure.
3: You know what? They're they're also going to see. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the Raiders. They're going to see a lot of cover too. They're not. You're you're never going to put a cornerback on an island with De- Devonte Adams. I don't care who the quarterback is. You're not going to do that. They're going to see a lot of cover 2. Um they're going to drop safeties in the box though because they know the strength of that offense is Josh Jacobs.
2: Yep, that's what Denver did and when Denver played them last year even though it was a totally different quarterback, Derek Carr, Pastor Tan had his way with Devonte Adams. He did have his way with Devonte Adams and they had to force Josh Jacobs to be that dude. And the thing is the Raiders are going to run out of the tank I think this year because the fact you're going to wear a guy out so much to the point where defense is going to stack the box, like you said, Mo, and do cover two. And Jimmy Garoppolo, when he reads defenses, I noticed this, I watched some film, he'll stare down one or two receivers, but if he doesn't have those two guys, he is not a scrambler either. He can maybe give you a little maybe five yards, maybe a run, but he is more of a pocket passer. And You know what? I I agree, but I also
3: feel that's what Derek Carr does. Derek Carr drops back the pass, and you know how it is, you go through your progressions. He looked at the number one option and stayed on the number one option. <laughs>
2: That's
0: true. That's true. Yep, yep, it does. So, Justin, uh, who you got? Who you got on this one? Which oh, one Derek want? Carr, undoubtedly.
1: Um, no question about it. Look, Jimmy G. Everyone said basically said what I wanted to say. Jimmy G. is a game managing quarterback. He's not a he's not a quarterback that takes shots down the field. So you, you, you're not going to get a quarterback taking shots down the field, you know? And Jimmy G is in a place where he wants to be because, look, this team is this team is set up just like the way the 49ers were. He has players around him that can help him complement his game. So Jimmy G could kind of sit back and not do much. He doesn't have, have to do much when he has a strong running game behind him in Josh Jacobs. And then you have all these... Dynamic playmakers around you on the field as well. So it's not much for him to do. All they're asking him to do is to not turn over the football, take care of the football and make enough plays so they can win the, the, the game. That's basically it. So it for me, it's Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to actually shine. I think he's going to have a, a, a season um, where he's looking for revenge. Uh, to kind of show the world, hey, look at me. I still got it. I still can play this, this game um, after how it ended with, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this is a year uh, where he plays with a vengeance. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that from Derek Carr. Um, and, and that's my take on it.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So uh, we go back to the NBA. We go through our rounds that we always go to every morning, the slate of games in the NBA uh, you got a nice little old slack of uh, uh, selective games to play tonight. Nice little uh, set. Uh, a bunch of games played on tonight. Uh, so we're going to start in Atlanta where the Sixers, you know, is all about trying to recover for the beatdown they took last night. They were headed to Atlanta. Uh, they have the injury report. They have they, Joel Embiid is already ruled out because it is a back-to-back, so he's already ruled out. So James Harden, I guess, I'm assuming he will play because he's not on the list. Tyrese Maxey was out the other night, was out last night, maybe out again. Anthony Melton, now he's doubtful. Now the only person that may be out for the Hawks is is, uh, DeAndre Hunter, which which is he is a good player, but he can't stay on the court. That's the problem with him. So Jonathan, who who, 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 who winning this game tonight? Who's winning this game tonight? And keep in mind, the Atlanta Hawks, uh two games off of the seventh spot. Seventh spot, but they're projected to be in the playing tournament at this point. It looks like a lot for them to be in the playing tournament. So who, who would you pick in this game tonight?
1: Well, you know, the the Hawks know what's at stake here, but I'm gonna have to go with the Sixers. Man, everybody's talking about them. They know everyone's talking about them. I <laughs> think they have a bounce back performance tonight. I don't think they're I don't think they're losing three games in a row. If they lose three games in a row, then there it's obvious that. There's a serious problem in Philadelphia. But I don't see them dropping three games in a row. I know Joel Embiid is not going to play back-to-back nights. But maybe we can see, in his absence, what this team is really made of without him being on the floor. Because sometimes when your best player is on the floor, we all know what happens, right? The other ones start to step up. They start to play better than what they did with their superstar on the floor. They're not standing around watching they're not being spectators. They're actually putting the ball in the basket. So maybe we'll get that tonight from the Sixers team. So I got the Sixers winning. All
0: right, Des, will the Sixers recover from last night?
2: Oh yeah, they'll they'll win, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Atlanta, I think that I mean they can play, you know, with some spirit. But it looks like they're going to be in the play in um, Philly um, for for Gene's sake. Like I said, man, it, it's all love here on this this network. I feel that Philly, you know, they're going to get their stride. I feel like Joel Embiid, he's well deserved, you know, from playing a back to back. I just think that Doc Rivers can see what's in his bench. See what you have in these guys, your young guys. See what you have in your bench. Um, and just space the floor. Don't be stagnant. Space the floor um, and get the dub tonight. I go with the Sixers. All right. So, uh, Mo, who you got? Who you got tonight?
3: And you said Maxi might be out.
0: I think, Maxie may be, I think Maxie may be out tonight. Maybe out. I know Joel Embiid is out for a factor. He's out for a factor. He would not He's listed
1: him. questionable, I think, Maxie. Yeah,
0: Maxie. He's listed doubtful for tonight game.
3: Yeah, I, I'll go with the Hawks. I think that when you've got that backcourt, even though they've struggled, like who's going to stay in front of either one of them on the sixes? Like the, Those guys should be able to get to the teeth of the defense and either score for themselves or create open shots for other people I expect Bogdanovich to do what he does and have a big game. Like for the Sixers to win tonight, from what I'm hearing, Harden would have to drop 30. He'd have to drop 30 and 10, not just 20 and 10 to win. So I'm looking at who they're going to have on the floor, and I'm looking at their shooters. And if I'm Atlanta, Knee ain't going to have to drop 30 on me for them to beat for for the, for the Philly to beat me. And I don't see Knee ain't dropping 30. He might not drop 30 over the course of a week, but <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I'm just looking at who's going to be on the floor. Capella's going to be there, right? The the backcourt's going to be there. John Collins is going to be there. Like, I'm looking at what Atlanta could put out on the floor. And, and, and of course, Bogey's going to be there. And they're playing for something. Gene's right. He said it earlier, and we already knew this. Philly's locked in. They're locked in at the, at the three spot, right? They're, yep. they're not going anywhere. So they, they might come out. And maybe Harden plays the half or or something like that. But if the game gets away from him, he'll probably, he'll probably get shut down. I just think because Atlanta's still playing for something, I'm going to give them the
0: edge. Yep. So I noticed something about Mo, man, Mo been right spot on so far with the picks. He picked my Rockets versus Denver. That was spot on right there. Picked OKC last night versus uh, Utah. Utah got beat down, got beat down, got beat down last night, got beat down last night. And he picked Miami. He did pick Miami last night over Philadelphia, and guess what? Miami took a beat. Uh, Philadelphia took a beat down. So, Eastside Mo pick the team that team that posing team that he picked has beaten the other team down that he didn't really pick. So, most of Mo wins are kind of beat downs. They kind of beat down wins. So, let's see, Kitty, uh, kind of keep it up. So, uh, you got the Rockets versus the Hornets. Mo, who you got? I will go with the Rockets. I I just you're taking it. That- Looking at two young
3: teams, you you could give the edge to the Hornets because of they've they got veterans like Rozier and guys like that. Um, But I'm gonna go with the Rockets. Those guys, they're young dudes, like you said, they're learning on the fly. But the one thing you can say about them is, win or lose, they play with a lot of energy. They play with a yep. lot of energy. So I, I I'm gonna go with the young guys. I think they in their heads, they're thinking, let's go, let's finish this season on a high note because it's a long yep. offseason. Let's finish this season on a high note. And I think they also know, um, even if they don't say it, that this is probably the end of the run for Coach Silas.
0: Yeah, I hope it is. I I hope it is the end of the damn run with him. He need to go back to being a consistent coach. So i (laughs) damn sure sure, hope it is the end of the run with him. Uh, So uh, other than that, (laughs) Dez, who you got? And most of them, one more thing before Dez go, most of the Rockets win, come against playoff teams. Most of the Rockets, 20 of the Rockets, Eight, I would say about, like, 18 of the wins come against playoff contending teams. So that showed you how good the team can be if right. the Rockets get the right coach, they draft well, and get a couple of veteran free agents that can come in and produce. That shows you how good they can actually be because they've shown us the ability to play with play, play with playoff teams. And Dez seen that. Ain't that right, Dez? Dez did
2: <laughs> see that. <huh? laughs> I did see that, man. I did see it. And uh, I got to go with the Rockets. Like, I agree with Mo and, and, and you, Coach. They play with a lot of energy. They play with a lot of heart. Even though this season has been not bad, it's if it, the future is bright. The coach is the number one issue. You need to get a new coach that brings that fire, that passion that the same that the players have, you know. Uh they drafted well with Jabari. Um, they definitely got some scores. Um in the Hornets, I mean, it's just a rebuild mode. You know, they got Rozier, but you know, if I'm Houston, let's end on a high note, let's win this game. Jay, who you got?
1: Yep, I'm running with the young guns here, too. I'm going with the Houston Rockets. Look, they play with a lot of poise. They play with a lot of heart. They play with a lot of energy. They got a young stud over there in Jalen Green who, uh, you know, can play ball. And, I mean, I can't wait to see what the future holds for the Houston Rockets because they're coming. They're coming, man, and and they're making a scene. And I think they want to finish the season on a high note, and I think Mm -hmm. they will, and I think those young guys will outrun and outplay the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Yep. So the next slated game, we got the injury bowl right here. I think this is the injury bowl. I don't think Halliburton is hurt. I don't think they're hurt. I just don't think they're playing because they don't have nothing to play for. I don't think they're playing because they don't have nothing to play for. But got Halliburton out. You got uh Jalen Smith is out, is doubtful. McConnell's doubtful. Dorte, he's been out for a long time. Very good player for the Pacers, but stay out. Yeah, you got the Detroit Pistons. Uh, they got uh, Alec Burke out and Bobon out. Those are two main players out. So out of the injury bowl, Mo, who would you rather take out of the injury bowl? It's in Indiana, by the way.
3: Um, This is a tough call because I feel like both of these teams are at, at the point of the season where they're just jockeying for draft position, um, get an extra ping pong ball. Both could use another signature player that they could draft and pay. Look, Indiana is set up nicely. If they yeah, could You, yeah, you, you really like to be able to build for the future, if they could add another young piece to put alongside Halliburton and the rest of those guys, they're, they're, they're going to have a turnaround. Barring injuries. I've got Indiana in the playoffs next season, but I think the team that needs, well, you know what? Because of that thinking I'm going to take the Pacers because I think Detroit trying to get big Vic,
0: they trying to get Vic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thinking, right there. I like that. Go ahead, Daz. That was a good thinking, right there.
2: Hey, Coach, hitting everything I'm about to say. Coach Mo's hitting everything I'm about to say, man. He took (laughs) words right out of my mouth, man. But you got to think about it, though. Indiana's on the rise. I say next year they make the playoffs, if not the play in tournament. You know that you add a couple more pieces, they're right there. Um, in Detroit. Like, like uh, Mo said, I mean, they're trying to get Vic. I think the Spurs are trying to get Vic. Detroit, everybody's trying to get Vic. But if you add K. Cuttingham and then Vic, that team would be scary for futures to come. But I got to go with uh, Indiana on this one. I think they get the dub in the season on a high note and get ready for next season and rebuild. Uh, Jonathan, who would you rather take?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got the Pacers as well. I, I don't think at this point the Pistons care too much. I think they're more about getting Vic, like, both of these guys said, like all of you guys said on this panel, uh, who wouldn't want Vic, right? Yeah, who wouldn't, wouldn't want know. him? He's the, prize, him. Yep. he's the prize possession for whoever gets him, really. So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers here. I think they finished the season strong.
0: Yep. So we will go to a game that will actually kind of mean a little bit something for just probably one particular team. Uh, we just seen the team last night. teams: oh, Phoenix and the just, Lakers. Nah, it's it's not Phoenix in the Lakers. Oh that, no, it's, not, it's the Miami Heat. The Miami oh, Heat. you yes. Put on a beat down, lad. Put him on a beat down last night. And Mo picked the game. He picked the game. He said they were gonna win. But hey, you wouldn't think they were going and beat Philadelphia like the way they did. But hey, like I say, Mo picks has been all beat downs pretty much. But will they beat the Wizards down? The Wizards injury. Bradley Beal is done. Porzingis is done. Monte Morris is done. Uh, uh, Danny Ainge is done, and Kyle Kuzma is done. So, Mo, let's see, can you stay hot? Can them, the Miami way. Heat? Who you going? Miami. I'm going with the Heat. Yes, I'm going with the Will Heat.
3: They
2: Will they beat them down? where uh, they beat them down
3: tonight? Yeah, I think they're gonna win this comfortably. This ain't gonna be a close. Game.
2: <laughs> this. Oh, Miami Heat all the way. I mean, you just listed. Washington's almost starting five right there. They ain't playing for nothing, you know. <laughs> so Miami's doing with confidence. They're gonna they shoot the lights out. Something <laughs> they're trying it's to get victim. <laughs> 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 Everybody, but them, to. man. But but I mean, Miami gonna win. They're getting hot at the right time, and that's why they call the Miami Heat because they're warming up, baby. Uh
0: Jonathan, will it be a beatdown tonight? Yes, yes,
1: this is over before it starts. It's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be complete obliteration. Um, I think they will shoot the
0: Wizards out of the building. (laughs) So you got a a pretty solid game on the next one. Uh no injuries for Toronto. They playing, they got something to play for. They in the playing tournament at 40 and 40. And you gotta go against, you know, who we talk about, the probably the best defense that we've seen play. The Boston Celtics. Now, Derek White is doubtful. Malcolm Brogdon is doubtful. You got uh, Marcus Smart is doubtful. So, Jalen Brown and Tatum, they may well be available tonight because they're not on the injured or nothing list. So, they are available. They pretty much are available. Mo, who are you picking tonight?
3: Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Celtics still. Um, you know, the interesting thing about them is, is because we know about their depth even if Tatum and Brown want one or both are out, um Derek White is a formidable foot. I-, I like his game. He can score, he can yeah. defend at a high level. Like and I-, I think Boston is one of those teams, they just don't have any quit in them. So if even if those two guys are out, I'm gonna still roll with the Celtics. I, I think they'll just find a way to win. It. I like it. Uh Daius, what
2: you who who you got? I got the Celtics. Um, with these little injury reports, they're kind of sneaky. I, you think no. about it. Because they'll stay doubtful. And then some of these players that only even show up on yep. the injury report, like with Denver, you didn't even know that Jokic and them weren't going to be out to almost right. like in the mid-afternoon. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, White and Brogdon are out. They need a break. Um, yeah. If Tatum and Jalen uh, Brown play, I say it's a minute restriction, probably 15, 20 minutes. See what you got. Sit them down and we'll see what you got on your bench. If I go with the Celtics, they're playing with firepower. And they're really deep. They're really deep, so like Mo said, even they sit most of their guys down, they got guys in the backup that can just shoot, defend like the starters.
0: John, yeah,
1: you- it, it's it's three and zero. Oh. I'm going with the Celtics here too. The Celtics just has the Celtics just have too much firepower. Uh, they're the deepest team in the NBA to me. They to me they're the deepest team in the NBA. Uh, they they have too much. They have too too many options on that team. I think it's a easy win for them. Uh, tonight, and they also defend very well. They they play the best defense as well. They're third
0: ranked in the league. So there you go. Yep. So we got the up and coming Magic versus the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn needs this win to keep Miami off their tails because Miami is real hot up on them. They chasing them. They chasing. Them. They not far behind them. So they need this win to keep Miami off their tail. I'm gonna just say this: the whole starting five for Orlando, is out tonight. So is, it, is, it, is this going to turn into a not-so-good game for the Magic, Mo? And plus, Brooklyn is at home.
3: Yeah, Brooklyn's playing to keep that sixth seed and stay out of the play-in. So they're going to have all their guys starting, obviously. Yeah. You and go. then you're talking about who's going to be out for the Magic. So I'm looking at big games from Dimwitty and Bridges and Cam Johnson.
2: Okay. Uh, there's... Uh, Mo, he took the words right out of my mouth. I say the Nets—they got something to play for. They're at home and in Brooklyn. I mean, it's like New York, but when Brooklyn—the the town, the city—goes around them and and loves them and embraces them, and it's like a playoff atmosphere. They got something to play for. And uh, Orlando—they just in there, but they—they they done. They shut it down. You know, there's no point in playing them if they down. So I go with the Nets on this one.
0: Jonathan,
1: yes, the Orlando Magic's are 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 gonna play spoiler alert if they can, but. The the Nets, they got something to play for. They got a lot to play for. This game has playoff implications. So I, I think they get the dub tonight.
0: So you got the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. The game don't matter for Milwaukee because Giannis, Drew Holiday, Conanton, Brooke Lopez, and Middleton is out. So the game don't matter. They're sending them game. They're sitting out. The game actually don't matter for uh Memphis either, but they are playing everybody. So in this case, Jonathan, who you who you taking in this game?
1: Man, I, I got the I got the Bucks over Memphis Grizzlies. I got the Bucks. I think the Bucks are just too powerful. I, I think they got a great squad. I think they're one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm going and and Memphis has too many distractions too. There's just this team to me has never been the same since the John Moran situation. So I'm going to go with the Bucks.
2: This. I'm gonna go with Memphis. Uh, the reason I go with Memphis, I mean, Milwaukee. What do they have to play for, really? I mean, you're playing your backups, plus you're the backup point guard too, as well. So, and Memphis, <laughs> yeah, Memphis nah. Bucks King's finals calling it now. No, okay. <laughs> um, and then well, you um, got a half right. Yeah, <laughs> you got half of it right, but um, with Memphis, uh, like uh, Jonathan said, there's so many dang distractions. Ever since they played Denver and that whole. John Morant situation, that team has had so many distractions. Dylan Brooks is not really the player that I think I thought I would see. I don't think main fans would see. He's, like, really just an intimidator. He's not really offensively. So, like I said, I think Memphis wins this game. Let's get some confidence going to the playoffs. And um, I think they win. All right, Mo, who you got?
3: I got the Grizz winning. And um, let me just say this about Dylan Brooks. Go ahead. He he could be an irritant. He can be annoying. <laughs> um, he, you know what I'm saying. He could be a troll, and that's kind, that could be a negative for the opposing team if he gets in your head and you respond to him. But I think that his team, I think they like him like that. That that's his role on the team. That that I mean because he's not the most skilled player on the on the team. He's not the first, second, or third option on the team. That's his no. role to defend, irritate. He tries to get a reaction. To get you off your game, he is a pretty good defender. I would say as a shooter, he's streaky at best. But his role in that team, you you can call it what you want, being Draymond Light, I guess. But that's his role on the team. As far as the game, if they're gonna play everybody and 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 the other squad sitting everybody, Memphis is gonna win. They they'll probably be the game probably over before halftime.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so yep. So yes indeed. So we got uh, the very next game is we got New York going to the Big Easy. They're traveling to the Big Easy. Um, they're playing everybody, but for Zion. We know he's out. But this game do mean a lot to New Orleans because, again, they are 41-39. and 39. So if they get a win tonight, with well, a win tonight, Lakers lost. They can jump the Lakers to seventh. And the closest that the Lakers can fall down to is uh, ninth. That's the farthest the Lakers can fall down to. I don't think they will fall to 10th all the way through because OKC is 39 and 42. So no matter what what record that OKC finish with, it's going to be a losing record regardless. Okay. So that's the farthest that the Lakers will drop down to tonight. night. But if they do lose tonight, if they win this game, they will be 42 and 39. The Lakers somehow you know, lose their game, they will be 41 and 40. And that means New Orleans will jump them also it's big for Minnesota. Big for Minnesota as well.
2: Really
0: yeah, it's really big for Minnesota. So this game does matter for the New Orleans Pelicans. For trying to jump the lake. the Lakers win tonight. They keep they keep the same. They end the set. They keeps the same spot. They keep the same uh spot right there. So if they win tonight, so this is game. It's really big, and they will be at home against the New York Knicks. Mo, who you picking in this game? Um, man, that's
3: a because they have something to play for and it impacts the standings. I, I'm gonna roll with them. I'm gonna roll with them okay. to win. I I, okay. I I know the Knicks are gonna come out, and I'm sure the Knicks are gonna make it a competitive game. I don't think this is gonna be one of those lopsided yeah. games, but they need this. That they they, they, they yeah. have no margin for error, they need this, and it yeah. does impact in a domino effect other teams. So I expect yep. them
2: to win. Yep, there we go. Uh Des, who you picking? Quick question for you, Coach. Is New York playing their whole five? They're, they're not sitting nobody, right, New York? They're,
0: they're sitting Jalen and Bronson, as far as That's I know. It. That's the only person they're sitting is Jalen uh, Bronson.
2: I, 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 I go with uh, the Pelicans. They got something to play for. Uh, I think they want to play a little bit of spoiler as well because you think the Lakers have definitely started to get a little bit of a stride uh, as of late. Um, and I think New Orleans has something to play for. You, know, you go into the playoffs, you can go up a little bit or you can clinch. So they got something to play for. I say New Orleans wins this game. Yep.
1: By the way, uh, Julius Randle is out, and RJ okay. Barrett is day-to-day.
0: Yeah, so, so uh, okay. So, so
1: yeah, I got, I got the Pelicans winning this game. I think there's just too much on the line, you know, and, and this has an impact on seeding and who you yep. play in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm going with the New
0: Orleans Pelicans. So, we got the next game matters for both teams. This is a big game. It matters for both teams in the Eastern – Conference in the West. The Bulls, I think no matter what, they will be 10th. They will be in the playing tournament. Nobody could jump them outside of that. They are 38-42. and 42. Now, for the Dallas Mavericks, they trying to jump the OKC Thunder. If the Mavericks gets in a tie with the OKC Thunder, OKC Thunder will be in the play-in tournament. If the Mavericks does not have a bad finish with a better record than OKC so they do need this win to uh tie the Oklahoma City Thunder. The only thing, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, until Sunday, they will have the tiebreaker. The winner, although, the whoever the winner on Sunday, if OKC wins on Sunday against Memphis, they will finish off with the play in, t- in the last and final play in And t- if they lose and Dallas win against San Antonio, they will win that. Uh, Dallas will win the uh 10th seed. So it's a big game for Dallas against the Chicago Bulls. Who you got? Who y'all got in this game? Mo, we're going to start it with you. Who you got? The Mavericks or the Dallas uh or the Chicago Bulls? Mavericks are in Dallas tonight playing against Chicago. And you and you said that Chicago's locked in at the 10th spot, right, coach? Yeah, I don't think outside I don't think I, the all the other guys, all the other teams from 11, 12, 14, 13, they're they're out of the 10th. They're out. They're elimination. So nobody else could jump them.
3: I'm gonna say Chicago still. That's gonna be interesting. You're talking about two dynamic yeah. duels: Levine and DeRozan versus Kyrie and Luca. If 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 I just looked at it that way, with no yep. hesitation, I would tell you Kyrie and Luca. I would. Yep. That that duo is more dynamic than the other duo. Yeah. Um, the question is what you get from the other players. I, I'm gonna go outside the box. I'm gonna say Dallas wins. With Dallas, we we've been bagging on Dallas. I'm sure the <laughs> national media's been bagging on Dallas. No. So they can't like if, if, if that doesn't motivate these guys, even if they don't like each other, if that doesn't motivate them to go, we can still win, we're that gifted, we're yeah. that good. I'm gonna say the Mavericks find a way to win this game,
2: okay? That's a good one, right? Though, there. there's who you got. I gotta go with the Mavericks on this one. Um, Chicago's playing their guys, right? If everybody's playing their guys, no, I, think,
0: I think Chicago right now they're doubtful, and it says the same thing, but between Dallas and Kyrie, but you know they're playing. We all know they're playing. We know they're playing. They're not going to sit out in this game and it matters to them. I think they're playing. I think everybody's playing their players.
2: Right. The The biggest the biggest factor is defense. And I think we talked about this earlier in the show, defense. Um, who can stop DeRozan? Because we all know he likes to do a little pull-up, back fade, shoulder fade shot. Um, and we all know Levine can be streaky. He can be a three-point shooter, be a threat. And they got Vucevic as well. So I give Dallas the slight edge on this, but they have to defend. If they defend and they come out hungry because they got they got to win this game. If they do not win this game, OKC wrapped it up. So it's for Dallas to lose.
0: Yep. Jonathan, who you got?
2: It's a big game
0: for uh, it, Dallas. It's
1: for Dallas to lose. But you know what? I'm no. giving the slight edge to the Bulls. And I know there that sounds do. crazy no. to some people, yep. but you know why I say that, right? Because you yep. look at every damn game that the Dallas Mavericks have played, and they're giving up 100 points. So yep. there you go. And if and if DeRozan is playing, and if you got Levine out there, and you got them scoring the basketball, then there you go. The Bulls are, are, are the team I'm going with.
0: Every game that the Dallas Mavericks play, you know they're giving up over 120 points a night. You know that for a fact. You know that for a fact. They giving up over 120. They don't play no defense. They have no resistance on that side of the basketball at all. So, again, we go to another game that's very important. It's not important for Sacramento, but it is important for the next team, for the Golden State Warriors, who will be in Sacramento tonight. So, the Golden State Warriors open up at 42 and 30 and 38. They are completely tied with the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers on them on the tie. At 42 and 38, they're in the sixth seed. If Golden State lose two games, they can drop down to the ninth seed. If they can lose, if they lose two games in a row and Minnesota win two games, they can be, they can be up. They can so between sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, that's up to ground. Ground, no guaranteed of the sixth seed for right now. But if the Warriors win, they maintain their position. If they lose, Against Sacramento, in Sacramento, we know how tough it can be in Sacramento. Uh, they drop they drop a little bit down. So they need to win this game in Sacramento. For Sacramento, they got the three seed either way. Either way, they can lose this game tonight. They can lose the next two. They have the three seed. They can lose the next two if they wanted to. So who you got, Mo? Who, who, who you got in this game?
3: <clears throat> I got go to state. I think the the Warriors need this. They 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 want to remain where they are in the seedings, because I think they like the potential matchup they're going to have. That's how cocky and confident they are. I think they need this, but I also think this is an opportunity for Sacramento to to smack Golden State. Like, don't you think Mike Brown, don't you think Sabonis, don't you think Fox and company would like to be like, you know what, we can help in the Warriors' season. Yep, you know what I'm saying. So I I actually think this might end up being the best game of the night. I'm gonna pick the Warriors, but I think it's gonna be a dog fight.
2: I like it. Dez, who you got? I'm going with the underdog. I'm going with Sacramento, man. I'm going with the underdog, and I'm not James saying that as a Nuggets fan, but like uh, Mo said, it's gonna be a dog fight. It's gonna be one of those games where it's gonna be one of the best games of the night, I think, in my opinion. And I think that Mike Brown, the passion that Sacramento plays with, and they're not even you know, like comfortable. Hey, we got the three seed. Like, you know how teams get comfortable when you get the seed and they're just comfortable? This team is not comfortable. They are hungry, they're scrappy, they play physical defense. And the game's in uh, Sacramento, right?
0: Yeah, it's in Sacramento. Oh, yeah.
2: So you already know the fans are going to be rowdy. So that home stand, I say Sacramento wins, is going to be at least by a three or by a six-point win. All right. Jonathan?
1: It's the Battle of Northern California. You got Sacramento... Going against the Golden State Warriors should be fun. The beam team likes to light up the beam in their home building. They play better at home. The Kings are really, really are, are a really, really good team. The Aaron Fox man, Sabonis, all those cats can ball. They're well coached. Mike Brown has turned around the culture. I'm gonna go with the upset here, too. I'm gonna say the Sacramento Kings over the Golden State Warriors. I know the Warriors need this win. I know the I know this will impact where they where they seed and where they fall in the playoffs. But, hey, I got to go with the Kings, man. The Kings have had that type of year.
0: So the last game of the uh, morning before we end the show off on a high note, we got the main event of the evening right here. So you got no injury reports on the Phoenix Suns. Look like they're playing all in. They're playing the players, trying to get a little more rhythm with Kevin Durant in the lineup. The Lakers need this win. Again, they need the win. Freddie, if you're listening to me, they need to win this game. They need to win this game. No excuses. They need to win the game tonight because, again, the same reason I'm saying it for Golden State is playoff. This seeding will be important to have. Now, the Lakers, farthest they can go is ninth. I don't think they will go ten. will The farthest they can drop, tonight but it will be important to see who you will play in the play-in, and it will be important to see where you have to get into that AC seed or not, where you make the playoff. Actually, playoff or not. So again, the Lakers coming in at 41-39. and 39. If the Pelicans win the game and the and the Lakers somehow lose the game tonight, which is they very much can because Phoenix is playing everybody, they will go down to the eighth depending seed, on, depending on what happens in New Orleans. They win, they stay on par. Or they would need the Kings to beat the Warriors. The jump probably jump possibility of jumping the Warriors of jumping the Warriors for that sixth spot for the sixth spot. And you will be in the actual playoff uh theme. So big game in LA, Phoenix plan, everybody. Mo, who you got? Who you who you picking?
3: I got the Lakers. And I'm okay. not saying it because I'm a Laker fan. This is if I objectively, they need this win. And I actually like it that Phoenix is playing everybody. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case throughout the game, but at least in that first half, both teams are going to have their best starting fives out there. So I want to see what that looks like. There's no excuses. Uh, I know LeBron is apt to do excuses a lot. You got some rest. You got to turn around. You need this win. I'll say this about the Lakers. The one thing they do better than any other team in the NBA and it shouldn't be surprising is, because of their style of play, their secret superpower is their ability to get to the free throw line. They attack the basket. Think about this. Between LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Austin Reeves, just those three, you usually get about 24 free throw attempts a game. That's just from those three. And because of the way I think Phoenix plays defense, I think Anthony Davis tonight, I'm gonna say he shoots 12 to 14 free throws. I say LeBron's gonna shoot eight to ten because there's not anybody on Phoenix that can guard either one of them. You can tell me that KD's gonna put up numbers. He might, but I don't think he's gonna put up more numbers than LeBron and AD. I think the Lakers take this game, and I'm sure at some point somebody'll go, well, Phoenix didn't need it. They locked in at the number four. If you don't need it and you locked in, then don't play your starters. Because the L still can. Yep.
0: yep. Uh, so, Dez, who you got? The heavyweight fight of the evening. This is like a Javante Tank Davis and a Ryan Garcia fight coming up. This is like the Muhammad Ali and George Foreman fight coming up. <laughs> <laughs> who you got tonight in the main event of the evening? Uh, Dez, who you going with?
2: there's is room for the Suns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, man. I, <laughs> um. I got to go with the Lakers on this one. And I'm not even a Laker fan. I think Freddie, Mo, you guys will be happy. This is the first time I agree with the Lakers on anything on this show. I feel the Lakers have something to play for. It. Phoenix, my question is, why are you playing your starters? You guys just played with Denver's backups last night for 30 plus 40 minutes. Um, I don't see the reason why Phoenix is playing anybody. I know the cohesion with Kevin Durant, but we all know Kevin Durant is losing a step. He doesn't play defense much. Um, Mo, you touched on the free throw line. That's what they're going to attack. They're going to attack the paint. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's really not that physical. He's not that intimidator, shot blocker type guy. And LeBron, you had rest. It's time for this team. The offseason moves. Um, I don't know about D'Angelo Russell, but if he's still hurt, hey, this is a game you got to play, man. And um, I think they want Denver. I think if, if you said they win, coach. They can go up to the seed, but they lose. No, they all- it depends on
0: what happened to go to state. It depends on what happened to go to state. If they go to state does lose, they can mm-hmm. the Lakers can jump Golden State for the 60 16. But if they lose, if the mm-hmm. Lakers lose, they'll be 41 and 40. Mm-hmm. And the New Orleans Pelicans win. The Pelicans can jump them. So the farthest the Lakers, they're gonna be in play in any way. Anyway, it goes. Yeah. The farthest they can go is the ninth. It's the ninth. The, uh the ninth spot. That's the farthest the Lakers will drop.
2: Gotcha. So I feel like the Lakers got something to play for. And, um, you know, it's prime time, you know, and it's in L.A., you know. So I feel, you know, LeBron, take over, A.D., be healthy, do what you do, go in the paint, do what you do, man. I go with the
0: Lakers. All right, this is why I saved this man last. This is why I saved him last for this one right here. Now, not like Freddie said, he was so pissed off about the Lakers last year until he got to the point – but hell, trade everybody a goddamn way. Yeah. Even LeBron gotta go. Even nobody's safe on this team. I've had that feeling. When you watch him, it's real funny. It is real funny. And he's a passionate Lakers fan. He is a dollar Lake fan, but he's passionate. And if he he's gonna tell it how it is. He's gonna tell it how it is. If he say, if it meant for him, hey, trade everybody away. Let's break this team now. Let's go rebuild. Now, this is one of these nights. I don't know if he's gonna say it, but hey. It depends on how bad. If they lose, how bad they lose tonight, it will come out. I guarantee you. Now, Jonathan, tonight, big game for the Lakers. Who you pulling for? The Suns are playing their starters
1: because they want to beat the Lakers. That's the bottom line. They're playing their starters because they want to beat the Lakers. Look, for the Lakers, though, this is a high-stakes game, right? It's, it's a game with great anticipation. So the Lakers know what's on the line. They know what's expected of them and they know what needs to be done. Now there's no more excuses. The Lakers have run out of excuses. I feel like they made a parade of excuses. Yeah. Look, LeBron has had his rest. AD has had his rest. AD needs to come out and be the superstar. He needs to be the table setter. He needs to set the tone early. Okay. It, it's it's his team now. Yes, LeBron. They can't they can't survive without LeBron. I get it. But they need Anthony Davis to be that guy. They need him not only to be the scorer, they need him to be the facilitator as well. And they need everyone to come off that bench and play great basketball. They need Austin Reeves to score at least 15 to 20 points tonight. They need him to be a factor in this game. They need Troy Brown to be a factor. They need DeAngelo Russell to get off the bench and actually play a game. Uh, everyone got to play tonight. Everyone has to play tonight. Everyone together. has to be efficient for the Lakers to win tonight. Mm-hmm. I think if you get a collective effort from everybody, they will beat the Phoenix Suns. I just thought about that, Coach. You know what?
3: Maybe that's why Phoenix is playing their starters. They're trying to do to the Lakers what the Kings are trying to do to the Warriors. They're like, if we knock them down now and put them into the play-in, I'm just saying, who's to say you might
4: not see them again at all?
0: So, so I I get what Phoenix is trying to do. Like that's that's very strategic. Yep, they may be trying to send a message. You never know. They may be trying to uh, send a message at the end of the day. So, uh, like I say, ladies and gentlemen, it was another good morning show. Friday morning, man, we got some big NBA games up on the map tonight. Some play-in tournaments. Uh, Some people seating is already solidified. So. These are some big games for the Warriors, Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, and all of that. They'll decide to play in tournament. So, man, great show. Happy to have everybody on. Jonathan, tell the people where they can follow you at, uh, sir. Yeah, they can find me. You guys can find me on various
1: platforms. I'm all over. I'm on Twitter. You guys can find me there, SportsJudge85. You guys can find me on Instagram, SportsJudge85. You guys can also find me on TikTok where I'm very active. Uh, The Sports Judge 85 and I have a fan page. If you guys want to like and and follow, uh, you guys should because I have a lot of fun over there and we talk sports all the time and I post different things. The Sports Judge. Look for The Sports Judge on Facebook and look for my YouTube channel, The Sports Judge. Like and subscribe and follow. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.
0: Yep, and we got uh, the brother uh, Dez in the building, the one that Freddie's uh, been messing with ever since, and giving a hard time to since he joined the network. But hey, you're the biggest thing about it, hey Des, hold his ground. He hold his ground. Each <laughs> time you have a chance to get at him, you gotta you gotta go ahead and shoot your shot. You gotta go ahead and shoot your shot because you never know when the next one is gonna come. So again, uh, you don't want Freddie to have that shot. You don't want Freddie to have. I'm <laughs> telling you, you ain't gonna never stop in here. Uh, once he get a hold of it, but, um, go ahead and tell the people they can follow you. Uh,
2: you guys can find me on Facebook, uh, this network, uh, Desmond twenty fifteen two three four on Instagram. Um, I definitely love the show. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Freddie. If the Lakers lose, I want him on the episode tomorrow. Oh, no more hiding <laughs> tomorrow, man. He ducking. No more hiding. Uh, no more hiding, man. There and you Jean, go, man. And, there you go. And Gene, and Gene, and Gene, your, your 76ers go all right, man, we ain't trying to bash it, man. Like I said, it's just shocking that Miami just put the beat down on the on, on 76ers, man. But it's all love. They locked up. They seeded, man. So it's going to be good. Like I said, when the playoffs come, we'll see who's talking, you know. So, but, yeah, love the show, man.
0: Yep. And we got the uh, the uh, man. We got Mo. Well, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a, uh, blame Mo for the beat down that they took last night. Because every <laughs> <laughs> Mo predict, it's a beatdown. Everything Mo predicted so far has been a beatdown. It's been a beatdown. So, again, we, we we may see another beatdown uh, today. I will not be surprised. I will not be surprised. So, we got to blame Mo for that, for what happened in Philadelphia last night. So, Mo, tell the people they can follow you.
3: Um, you can find me here at Sports Empire Network. But I'll tell you what, Coach, since we started doing this morning show, me, you, Dez, love having Jonathan on, hope he comes back nope. more. It's motivated me to start doing my podcast again. So you can find me at the NBA Cypher. That's on Anchor. You can find me on Spotify, iHeartRadio. I'm dropping episodes
0: now every Wednesday and every Friday, NBA Cypher. That's where you can find me. Hey man, you got you got to give me an invite up on that, man. I need an invite up on that podcast, man. I definitely do need an invite okay. up on that, man. So let me know when you go when you are ready. You got to an invite up on that, one, so uh again, uh shout out to everybody, man. Y'all can find me everywhere. Y'all gonna see me on the sports judge tonight. Y'all gonna see me on now tonight, uh, talking to my boy Jonathan about the uh NBA landscape, NBA landscape, all type of topics, NFL topics and stuff. So y'all will see me on the sports just tonight. Y'all gonna may see me on top of the key uh podcast, and I believe that's where you can catch Freddie at Freddie at right now. So Freddie at right now. If Y'all want to hear some uh buffoonery? Y'all, y'all, ready, ready <laughs> as you got ready as you got to hear it from. So, I'll pop uh, in today. Uh, you'll pop in. I'm gonna let I'm gonna make sure i send I'm make sure you send them. I'm gonna send them, send them that message so you can pop in and give them some of that work. Give them some of that work. Uh, right, give them some of that work. That Dimple Nuggets magic that you got for that <laughs> right now. So, shout out to everybody, man. Y'all can follow me everywhere, especially on here YouTube. Y'all can follow me. Uh, definitely gonna find me on the uh, top of the key podcast in the sports judge uh podcast tonight. Uh definitely gonna find me up on now. So another good morning show. Uh appreciate you guys for coming all through uh through the weekend, starting from Monday, Friday. Uh, we think we got one tomorrow as well. So we do it, uh we do it all weekend to all the way to uh pretty much Sunday is the only off day for the morning show. But shout out to everybody as for Coach Dante Jonathan. Boy Des, my boy Mo. We signing off the Empire Sports Network. See you guys again tomorrow.